Today's game can be heard on our airwaves, 1670 AM, as well as our online streaming platforms like TuneIn, MyTuner, and the Radio Garden app. You can also hear our broadcast by dialing 563-999-3101. And with that, let's send it to John A. Farrell Stadium on the campus of Westchester University for the call of today's game. Here is Jack Kime, Josh Toot, and Mitchell Smedley. From Farrell Stadium on the campus of Westchester University, we'd like to welcome you into this presentation of Kutztown Golden Bears football here on KUR, 1670 AM. You're home for all things Golden Bears football. The fall foliage in full effect here today at Farrell Stadium. Josh, the final game of the regular season. The Golden Bears have already claimed their spot in the PSAC title game next week back at Andre Reed Stadium where they will host Slippery Rock. Man, that game, I am so excited for that one. But the focus has got to be here today. Absolutely. Big time game next week. Tickets already selling like crazy, man. It's unbelievable to say the least. Kutztown going back to the dance. Two in their last three years here at my time at Kutztown University. Amazing to say the least. But the focus cannot be taken off the golden battle today. Golden Rams, Golden Bears down at Westchester's home. And you got to think almost in a sense that Kutztown has to have some revenge on their mind after last year's Golden Battle game. Yes, they do, Josh. A tough one last year at Andre Reed. Cooper Jordan played a big part in why the Golden Rams won that game. We'll get to him later on in the pregame. But, Josh, this rivalry, this it's everything you would hope for between these two schools. It always gets chippy every year. It's fun. It's physical. And it's always a good battle between these two schools. And the final game of the regular season, the big thing on the line for Kutztown today is what the if they do – drop this game to Westchester, that would pretty much end their chances of going to the NCAA playoffs. Uh, regardless of the PSAT title outcome, in my mind, a three-loss team, um, even if they are the champion, I mean, that would be you know tough in my mind to get in. Uh, but you know, this is one they need to keep their heads, you know, down, locked in, and focused here. Uh, this is going to be a Westchester group that's, you know, it's coming to play. Uh, this rivalry game, you always get up for these type of games in this environment. They are home. I'm um, very excited to see how this one's going to shake out. Yeah, absolutely. A rivalry game is almost different. Don't let the records fool you, the statistics fool you. You always play different in a rivalry type game. It's the type of game you live for. And you already mentioned that. I think that Kutztown definitely is going to have their hands full, but so is Westchester. I, I think that this is a it, it might not look like a tough game, but it, it, it is going to be absolutely a tough game for both teams simply because of that rivalry atmosphere, right? And I, I think this is a game that Judd Novak and company need to put them under some pressure because next week you're going to see a lot more pressure in Slippery Rock. So I think this is a game that was perfectly placed simply because it's a type of game that means a lot for a couple of different reasons. But it's also a game, too, that's going to put you in a lot of pressure and see how much pressure you could really handle and in what type of situations you can handle those pressures. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, it's always you get the bragging rights over your rival when you beat them. Last year for Kutztown, it was a tough loss to end their season at home to these Golden Rams. But they're looking to get revenge this year. they got to be laser-focused, locked in. Um, and We'll get to you know building off that in my keys of the game later on in the pregame. Nice weather day out here, though, today, Josh. Very nice here in early November. A little, a little cool, uh, but it is expected. Uh, when I woke up this morning, um, 
I could tell. I, I just said to myself, this is November football. This is where it matters the most. You could just feel it in the atmosphere. And when we were pulling up to pulling up to the stadium itself, I, I, I don't know about you, I felt that atmosphere. I could feel the game day vibe. I could feel the intensity surrounding this game. And I think Kutztown is, is certainly going to have uh, their, their fair share of, of tough situations coming up simply because I mean it's I mean we already mentioned it I mean it's a it's a game that a lot surrounding it but it's 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 a game that Kutztown needs shall I say it's a game that Kutztown Kutztown needs to get prepared for it's you're at the point in the season where you're already clinched the PSAC playoff berth. We mentioned that time in the timeout. There, there's no need to say that one more time. But I think it's a game that puts down. It, it's going to show a lot of how mentally tough the Golden Bears are, and I, I think they're mentally tough. But this game is certainly going to prove a point here, to say the least, for both teams. It's been a back-and-forth series between these two the last couple of years. Kutztown took it in 2021 in a tight score. Touchdown win, 21-14 there. Last year, a 28-9 win for the Golden Rams at Andre Reid Stadium and convincing showing there. But what does 2023 hold in this back-and-forth contest between these two rivals? I'm excited to see it. Judd Novak, his first matchup against these Golden Rams in this rivalry. It's a lot to be excited about for KU. Uh, and let's take a deep dive into the Golden Bears. Last week, a 17-12 win against Millersville at home. 237 combined rushing yards in that game. A pair of touchdowns, both by the quarterback, Judd Novak. That's a big part of today's game. Both of these guys have dual threat capabilities through the air and especially on the ground. Uh, both of these quarterbacks really, really make it tough on opposing defenses in all facets of the game. Absolutely. He lit up that box score, to say the least. He, he looked impressive. Not and. He, I, I thought the pass game would get a little more involved. Uh, obviously, it did not. But one thing is for certain that Judd Novak showed why he could be one of those powerful forces on the ground. And we mentioned time in and time out, the, the rushing game for Kutztown has been impressive, to say the least, not only over the years. And we actually do have a uh, Kutztown alumni in the house for the Golden Rivalry, uh, but... I mean, it's it's a rushing attack that is filled with so many people. I mean, Daryl Davis, McNeil, Stephen Burkhart, Mackay Gibson. The list goes on and on and on. It, it does not stop. So that was one of the things that I liked the most. And I think a lot of the offense we're going to see from the rest of the season is going to be a lot of the ground attack. I don't think Jed Novak wants to hit the air too much. And there's certainly nothing wrong with that if your run game is truly established. And I think they did a great job last week with that. We'll talk about that when we talk about our keys to the game. But, I mean, the, you mentioned it. The, the ground attack was impressive to say the least. And that was ultimately one of the reasons why they came out of there with a win. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to take a look back at last year's matchup to really, you know, preview this one this year. What hurt Kutztown so much a year ago against these Golden Rams was the rushing attack. I mean... I mentioned Cooper Jordan had 129 rushing yards on 20 carries and a touchdown in that game. A lot of design quarterback runs. They worked all day long. A big part of why Westchester got that win. That's going to be a big 
part of today's game, limiting the rush. Jordan is the Golden Rams' leading rusher. He is the focal point of their rushing attack. So much of this offense is built around him defensively as Kutztown is so stout on that side of the ball. They've got to be ready at all times to have a quarterback spy, play contain, and make sure they have their eyes on Cooper Jordan at all times. Everyone needs to go where Cooper Jordan goes. I mean, you mentioned it. He's the rushing leader. He's the leader in all departments of the <laughs> offense. He, a lot of the offense runs through him. But also to Raheem Bowens. We'll talk about him in a little bit. And the seasons he, he's having. Unbelievable season, Jack, to say the least. Um, but you, you, you mentioned it. Cooper Jordan, I mean, he's just having a great year, to say the least. I definitely think, like you mentioned, that the, most of the offense is going to run through uh, Cooper Jordan. Uh, the Bishop Shanahan product, uh, dare I say, a very respectable high school program um, in the state of Pennsylvania. But, I mean, he even his freshman year, we even said in our broadcast, look out for Cooper Jordan, man, because he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I think Clitstown is going to have a tough time today with Cooper Jordan. But if they could keep him contained at all costs, I, I think it's going to be a game that defense is going to shine once again and not to mention wait until we talk about defense i got a lot of points to talk about defense and the month of october what a month for them to mention yeah absolutely back to cooper jordan real quick though he's a local guy who's you know from downingtown about you know less than 20 minutes away from the campus of westchester so it's got to be fulfilling for him to play for the school that is so close to where he's from and he's such a big part of what makes this westchester team go on the offensive side of the ball. Let's pivot and talk about Kutztown defensively. We talked about they got to stop the run, but they're overall one of the most stout defenses, not only just the PSAC, but in the country. 14 points per game allowed, and on the rush, 86 rush yards per game allowed. That's second in the PSAC. This Golden Bears defense comes to play. They bring the heat each and every week. It's going to be a tough task for this Golden Rams offense here this afternoon. I mean, Kutztown's defense is so experienced. They've been playing together now for two two to three years. I mean, you had Brandon Heil on that defense, the youngest member of the team. But when I talked to um, Cam Wolf specifically last week, he said, don't let that age fool you. I mean, he, he, he plays with so much experience. And just the reads the defense get together, that was something also Cam Wolf and I had the chance to discuss in a lot of detail. He said, "Just as a group, they play so disciplined. They hold them. They hold each other to such a high standard that when they do make a mistake, they they're very accountable for that mistake. I think, and not to mention they they know what the mistake is instantly and they quickly correct it. I think that's what makes the Golden Bears defense so impressive to say the least. Is that they're so disciplined together and they play as." A team. It's one team, one unit. That's the mindset that Eric Fargo, the defensive coordinator, puts in them each and every week, right? He says it's one team, one unit. Going one to know. That's Coach Clement's motto. It's it's a team atmosphere and also to a, a we not me mental mentality, should I say. Yes, one to know every week, a we not me mentality. Well, we're going to step aside for the first time on our pregame show, get our weather update from our advisor, Monsoon Mike Riggs. We'll be back shortly here from Farrell Stadium at Westchester University. Your KUR game time weather forecast from Monsoon Mike, Kutztown University taking on Westchester in Westchester live right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. 
just like last Saturday, not going to have any concerns of precipitation. But unlike last Saturday, not half as warm as we had last Saturday in Kutztown when temperatures approached 80 degrees. About 20 degrees cooler today, just a nice fall day here in Westchester. High temperature around 61 degrees. That'll hit right around the end of the game. When kickoff hits around noon, we're expecting temperatures in the mid-50s. Go Golden Bears. The bench at the corner bus stop. That little settee by the beauty parlor. When your lungs can't get much air, you don't have the energy to walk far. So all over town, from the grocery store to the bank lobby, you've mapped out places where you can stop and catch your breath. Who wants to live like that? If you have a chronic cough, wheezing, or often feel short of breath, see your doctor and find out if it's COPD. With a simple breathing test called spirometry, your doctor can tell you for sure. The sooner you know, the sooner you can start breathing better and living more. Wouldn't it be wonderful to spend more time doing the things you love and less time looking for a bench, settee, or chair? Learn more. Breathe better at copd.nhlbi.nih.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Don't be stupid with your skin, it's the only skin you're in. Know what's good and bad to do, find the right and wrong for you. It's time to learn what it's about, cause indoor tan. Light and eight spots make you a fight for sight. With UV light, it gets worse. Skin cancer is a wicked curse. Don't be the one that's tanned. Use your brain, use your head. It's time you learn what it's about. Cause indoor tanning is out. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. Change a light bulb, save some green. Just replace traditional light bulbs with energy-efficient bulbs and fixtures. If you're like most people, 20% of your home electric bills go directly to lighting. Every light we switch to one bearing the government's Energy Star label uses at least two-thirds less energy than older bulbs. Such a light will save more than $30 in energy costs over its lifetime. Brighten your environmental future. From the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. From Farrell Stadium, Jack on alongside Joshua, we will meet the third member of our broadcasting team. Coming up in the pregame, Josh, we already talked about Cooper Jordan, the threat he posed with this Golden Bears defense. We talked about how stifling this Golden Bears defense has been all year long. I want to focus on the offense. You mentioned the rushing attack for K, how relentless they've been, and the various names who have gotten it done for this team all year long. I'm just so interested to see if they can build off last week's performance against Millersville in that 17-12 win. They were so dominant on the ground. Daryl Davis-McNeil, Jordan Davis, and Judd Novak all up over 60 rushing yards in that game. The three-headed monster for the Golden Bears. This is a run-first offense for KU, and this is certainly a spot in a game where this rushing attack can take advantage as Westchester defensively. They allow... 215 rush yards per game. That's second to last in the PSAC, and they are 5.4 yards per carry allowed are also second worst in the conference. This is a great opportunity for KU to impose their will on the ground and show Westchester who they are with, you know, 
plethora of guys who can get involved, whether even outside of the three that I mentioned already with Novak, Jordan Davis, and Daryl Davis, Neil, Stephen Burkhart, Jaden Stewart. So many guys that get involved in this running back room here for Kutztown, and all of them can pose a significant threat to an opposing defense. Definitely looking at the past game's film for Westchester, that was something I picked up. They they definitely struggle on that side of the ball with the run defense. Um, you could easily tell that. Um, so I think that's something that um, Kutztown is going to take full advantage of, to say the least. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's going to be a, a game that it's just going to be running run run attack, running attack. Just get those quick first downs and keep the ball moving. And that was another thing I picked up on film as well. When Westchester gave up a couple of first downs, it's extremely tough for them to stop. Um, they do not do well in that category, to say the least. But, I mean, it's it, anything can change at any given time. I, You know my statement with any given Saturday. I mean, it's that's the reality behind it. And it's going to be interesting to see. Can Westchester almost keep up? With the Golden Bears run offense, if they can, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. If they can, it'll probably be over very early, to say the least. For Goodstown, another thing, they got to play a full four quarters of football, Josh. We've oh, seen all yeah. throughout the year that, you know, it looks like they take off a quarter or last yeah. week in the second half of that game. It was a completely different offensive dynamic than it was in the first half. They had 260 total yards in that game at halftime. They finished with just over 340, pardon me, so only 80 more yards of offense. In that second half, they got to be able to put together a full 60 minutes. You can't let your rivals hang around in this game or they will be in a position to hurt you. You're on the road. You have to establish your dominance early and impose your will and let them feel like they have no hope in this game. Yeah, definitely. They always take off the third quarter. For some reason, they play about a solid 45 minutes of football, which isn't going to cut it um, specifically in a type of game like this. That will not work. Um, so what I'm interested to see is can they play uh, a full 60 minutes of football? But one point I want to add, um, after last week's Mowersville game, I had the chance to talk with uh, Judd Novak for about a solid 10, 15 minutes. Great interview, to say the least. Great kid, to say the least. Provided a lot of good insight. And one of the things that I mentioned was, I, I asked him, I said, you always find yourself, sometimes you find yourself in these tough situations where you need that one drive to get the score and get the lead. And every time you deliver, and he said it's just, you know, it's he really doesn't even know himself sometimes. It's just something clicks. And I think what it is is just when he cuts down in a lot of pressure, they always respond. And that is a positive, positive trait about that Golden Bear offense. I mean, whenever the pressure gets to the highest, to the max, they always find a way to respond. And that, I think, will come into play here today. All right, well, we're going to take this time to set it down to field level and meet the third member of our broadcasting team, Mitchell Smedley. Jack and Josh, happy Saturday morning to you. Tell you what, man, for this rivalry game, Westchester knows how to bring an atmosphere. The backdrop for this game, one of my favorite stadiums, probably my favorite stadium on the circuit this season, Westchester, tremendous place. I got some fond memories here, but driving into tailgating, the atmosphere within the stadium right now, uh, just got done uh, watching the marching band do a tremendous Armed Forces uh, ceremony. I know Veterans Day is just a week away, so they were honoring all the vets here. I'd like to take this time just once again to reinforce thank you for all your service out there to anyone who has served. Just a tremendous atmosphere here. What's not great, the atmosphere itself. It's cold. 
Um, I know you guys said it's great weather. I don't like this weather. It's cold. But it is prime weather for some smash-mouth football. Absolutely just running up the gut all day. Kutztown's running attack has been, as you guys talked about, the strength of this football team. The passing attack has not been there recently. They'll look to get that on track. But obviously, if that fails, running it has served them well. It's Kutztown against the fighting <laughs> Cooper Jordan. And we'll see how it works out of this rivalry game. A place in the NCAA playoffs on the line for Kutztown, as you mentioned before, Jack. We'll see if they can get it done. I'll be checking in from field level throughout the game. Cloudy, no wind, perfect weather for some smash-mouth, hard-nosed rivalry football on this first Saturday of November. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. And just want to reiterate a couple points, Jack, before I get back to you. Uh, you made a lot of great points. Uh, great job by the marching band with the Armed Forces Melody. I'll do the same. Uh, thank you to all of our Armed Forces members for their service. And I, I, I knew it was going to be cold. I knew he was going to say that. I, I, we, we thankfully have a heated press box up here. Mitch does not have the same luxuries down on field level. But, Jack, he, he said it best. I mean, a great day for Smash Mouth football. It is. If you know, if you look at Kutztown's lineup, I mean, look, I think it, offensively, of course, it all starts up front, but the offensive line, they've been so dependable all year. Uh, you know, on every side, you got Cason Conklin, the right guard and right tackle. You got Everett and Stackhouse on the left. They have been, been physical all year. It's been a tough group, and they've kept Novak up front, and they've been doing some nice work run blocking these past couple of weeks, especially against Millersville in the first half of that game a week ago. I think an advantage that Kutztown has going down the stretch of the season as we're nearing playoff football is playing in closed games. I think that's something that's not talked about enough. The wins haven't always been convincing for this Golden Bears group all year, but playing in close games give you, gives you that experience, gives you that time when it gets down to crunch time in the fourth quarter. You're not going to you know, be too small for the moment. You're going to be able to step up and deliver in times where it's tense, it's tight. It is tough sledding. I think that group has that advantage as they've played three straight games that have all been decided by one score against Shippensburg, Lockhaven, and Millersville. That Shippensburg game, keynote for context, that was a horrific weather day at Andre Reed Stadium, a 9-6 win in overtime. Just a sloppy game in that one with weather-wise, but Judd Novak running the ball, delivered again with the OT score in that one. I'm so excited to see how both of these quarterbacks do with the rushing attack. Novak was so big a week ago, 70 yards and two touchdowns in that game. He's just so explosive. He gets a little bit of a gap, and he can hit it and be gone with how quick he is. Both of these quarterbacks, such great dual threat guys. I'm interested to see how these defenses respond throughout the day. And you mentioned it. He just needs an ounce of daylight, and it's going to be a sunshine day for Judd. And, I mean... Just something else I noticed, Kutztown coming down from the hill. Uh, that's something I refer to, the hill up to where the locker rooms are. And, I mean, just walking in, they look like a team. They they play like a team and they look like a team. And I think that's another reason why they can stay um, in these close games. It's just because they play as the one team, one unit, we not me mentality. And I go, I, that's the second time I went back to it. And, I mean, it's just a, a team that... They have a lot of experience together. We mentioned that time in and time out, and that's why the defense performs so great, which is going to get into hopefully our, our next discussion. Um, but just, I mean, they play as a, a team, and I mean, it's been proven in the month of October, to say the least, 24 total points given up in the month of October for the Golden Bear defense. Unbelievable, to say the least. The month that they were asking for after a rough, month of September, you know, you drop your first two, and then you give up 24 points in the month of October. I mean, absolutely stellar, to say the least, Jack. 
Absolutely for Westchester. They look to beat Kutztown at home for the first time since 2017. It's been a little bit since the Golden Rams have gotten the best of the Golden Bears here at Farrell Stadium. They look to change that today and build on their win against the rival Golden Bears from a year ago. We're going to step aside for the playing of our national anthem. The bench at the corner bus stop. That little settee by the beauty parlor. When your lungs can't get much air, you don't have the energy to walk far. So all over town, from the grocery store to the bank lobby, you've mapped out places where you can stop and catch your breath. Who wants to live like that? If you have a chronic cough, wheezing, or often feel short of breath, see your doctor and find out if it's COPD. With a simple breathing test called spirometry, your doctor can tell you for sure. The sooner you know, the sooner you can start breathing better and living more. Wouldn't it be wonderful to spend more time doing the things you love and less time looking for a bench, settee, or chair? Learn more, breathe better at copd.nhlbi.nih.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there. You can say how are you or get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You could write him a text or knit him a sweater. If you can't be together, you could write him a letter. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking. Chat on the game, kick off your flip-flops You can ask on your couch while you binge watch However you do it, you gotta ask a friend And if they don't share, you can ask again Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking Reach out to a friend about their mental health Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. Wildfires burn millions of acres each year. And each year, wildland firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile. It can ignite and destroy your home your community, or more. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. But you can do something firefighters can't. You can act now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. You can reduce the risk. Do your part. Go to fireadapted.org. Get Fire Adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'd like to report a bear sighting. Location. In the forest near the side of the road. No need for alarm, sir. The forest is where bears live. But 
this was no ordinary bear. No ordinary bear? Yeah, one second I'm having a smoke taken in the view. Next thing I know, I am face to face with Smokey Bear. Let me guess, Smokey had a tip for you. He did. He must have seen me toss my cigarette on the ground. He told me never to do that because it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. He's a smart bear. Did you know that nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans? That means nine out of ten wildfires can be prevented. That's what Smokey said. I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous, and you're not. Good point. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Because 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans. Brought to you by Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Wildfires burn millions of acres across the country each year. And each year... Wildland firefighters battle to contain them, but they can't do it alone. For some communities, it's not a question of if wildfires strike, but when. And a single ember can travel more than one mile. As it twists and turns and floats through the air, that single ember can find its way to where you live and can ignite and destroy your home or your community. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. You can't control where the ember will land, but you can control what happens when it does. You can take action now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. Prepare, protect, prevail. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. You're listening to Global Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Moments away from kickoff here at Farrell Stadium, Westchester won the opening coin toss. He elected to defer, so Kutztown will receive. We'll get an early look at Judd Novak and this Golden Bears offense. It'll be Sincere Thomas and Curtis Ravenel deep as the return men for the Golden Bears. So this gets to one of my keys to the game, Jack. Um, I mean, it's just getting off to a fast start. I mean, it just seems like Clitstown. I mean, it's just that first drive. It takes them about takes them about two drives to find the end zone. Somewhere around there, two to three, I would say. It's just getting off to a fast start, specifically in this type of rivalry game. I think if you got off to that quick start, it's ultimately going to help. Sean Henry, the junior from Reading, boots it away. That is going to go into the end zone for a touchback, and the Golden Bears will start. At the 25-yard line, wearing the all-white uniforms today with the gold helmets. Westchester dons the home purple uniforms with the yellow helmets, white pants. And Jack, I think I uh, mentioned it in the pregame show, but one of the most famous rushing attackers in Golden Bears offense is in the house today. Detroit Lions own Mr. Craig Reynolds in the booth across from us. It was... Hopefully we could catch up with him in the pre at the halftime, but I mean, he, always he was, good to see Golden Bears alumni back and visiting the program. Yeah, definitely, and and specifically for a rivalry type game. Novak in the gun, three receivers out there. They'll start with a handoff. Gerald Davis McNeil fights his way down to the 28-yard line, pickup of three. Second down and seven for the Golden Bears. So I think it would have been more beneficial to hand it off to um, 
Gibson um, on on in the motion. Um, looked like our near side was pretty open. Uh, just uh, maybe a misread, but still nonetheless a great play by Judd Novak and McNeil. Wide receiver screen out to Ravenel. He is going to get bottled up there. Sterling Barr and Obi Anyatanwu there on the tackle. Loss of a yard, third down and eight. So now it's time to see how tough can the Golden Bears offense really be. I mean, you're looking at a, a third and eight now. I mean, it's you, you've got to convert. You need to keep the drive alive. You can't go three and out to start the game. Four wide receivers on the field. Trips to the right of Novak. It's Hasty, Gibson, and Zasbo, and Ravenel, the lone man to his left. Daryl Davis-McNeil in the backfield. Early third down and long. Novak looks to throw. Rolls out right. Being pursued. Fires over the middle. Incomplete. Daryl Davis-McNeil the intended target. It was Connor Noble, the junior from Chester Springs, in pursuit of Novak and made him force out that throw over the middle of the field and a three and out early for this Golden Bears offense. So Nate Millard and the punt team will trot out onto the field and Deshaun Seals, the junior has from all 11 defenders within 10 yards of the his line of 30 yard line for no the Golden deep Rams. safety. They're going to force him to beat them over the top. Third. So, I mean, that wasn't ideal to say the least. I mean, you go three and out to start the game. I mean, it's a it's an early statement for Westchester. Put it away. High punt. Seals ranging back. Takes it at his 22 yard line. Cuts across the 25 to the 30, and he will be ruled down at the 32-yard line. It's a 53-yard punt from Millard. And a return of 10 for Seals there. Puts the Golden Rams out across their own 30, and we'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley. Thank you, Jack. Not the result that Kutztown was hoping for on the opening drive, as uh, Josh said, a three and out. The uh, Golden Rams early, making Kutztown beat them over the top because they've seen that passing game struggle, uh, pulling their safeties up toward the line, and Kutztown on that first drive not able to capitalize. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. You're going to hand it off on the first play. Ball on the ground, and Seals is able to pounce back on it inside his 25 at the 24. Great job by Nigel Wilson. say at the 25. That's a loss of seven. Second down and 17. Great job by Nigel Wilson to break that up, but I'm not really sure why he didn't just fall on the ball. I mean, he would have had great field position, but... Just bounced away backwards before yeah. Wilson could pounce on it. So sets up second and long. Jordan in the gun. Takes the snap. Looks to throw. To the flat for Seals. Spins his way down to the 35, pickup of 10. Now going to be third and seven for Westchester. A group that converts on 41% of their third down attempts. That's top five in the conference. So the real question is how important would it be for Kutztown to go three and out back to back, to back after going three and out? I, I mean, it's something you need. I mean, it just sets a statement, right? I mean, that's... Statement from Westchester is definitely going to hurt the Golden Bears Jordan offense. takes a snap. Rolls out left. He's going to take off and he'll be pushed out of bounds. 37. It's a pickup of two. Fourth down and five. And Sean Henry and the punt team will come out onto the field for Westchester. So both of these offenses go three and out on their opening drives. A fumble 
on the missed snap exchange there from Jordan to Seals really set the Golden Rams back on this drive and just could never recover. Antoine Lloyd, the return man back for Kutztown, lined up at his own 28-yard line. Henry boots it away. High pun, end over end. Lloyd will take it from the 26, spins his way to the 30, and gets to the 31. Pick up a four on the return. And that is where Novak and the Golden Bears will set up shop for their second drive. On that first drive, Josh, they started with a three-yard carry, then swung it out to Ravenel on a screen that went backwards for a yard and an incompletion looking for the running back, Daryl davis McNeil over the middle or the three plays that resulted in the Golden Bears punt. As Jordan Davis will come into the backfield for the first time today. I'm sure he will more than likely get the ball in this first down play. He was a force to be reckoned with last, last game against Millersville. I mean, had himself a day. Takes a snap, handoff. Davis to the outside across the 35 to the 40, and he'll be slung down at the 42-yard line. There's a pickup of 11, and good for a Golden Bears first down. So change of pace with the running backs. Bring Davis in, the senior from Franklin, New Jersey, and he gets the ball rolling on his first carry of the afternoon. Davis last game against Millersville had 78 yards on 11 touches. So not, not a bad day for him. Good for seven yards per carry. Quite an efficient afternoon for Davis last week against Millersville in that scrappy 17-12 win for the Golden Bears. And I think that's another statement that proves Kutztown is, is such a tough team. I mean, it's just a, a dogfight type game. And High snap. Davis on the run, weaves his way forward, just shy of the 45 to the 44 for a pickup of two. Davis is a little slow to get up, he appears okay. Almost five minutes gone in this opening quarter from Farrell Stadium. A beautiful backdrop with all of the colors that fall presents in our sight line here from the press box. So I'm going to give him three to the 45, pardon me. Husser, the tight end, the motion man from right to left. Gibson. Motions as well. Novak going to keep it to the right across midfield, and he will run out of bounds at the Golden Rams 47-yard line. And it's going to be good for a Golden Bear first down. It goes back to my earlier point. We're seeing it here now play out. It's normally the second drive or the third drive that they start to build some momentum. And right now at this point, it's just a matter of keeping up that momentum. I mean, we're seeing a lot of the ground attack come back into full swing, which is what we saw a lot of last game. So what I'm interested to see is, let's see Novak air it out. First and 10. Novak looks to throw, as you mentioned, Josh. He's got some time. Now he's going to step up, take a deep shot. Looking for Hasty, incomplete. Almost made a circus catch. As it was Sterling Barr Jr., the redshirt senior from Hatboro, Pennsylvania, in the coverage. Made it just a little bit more difficult for Hasty to reel it in, and that's ultimately what helped that pass fall incomplete. Hasty got his hands on it. But with some traffic around him, just unable to haul it in. But I like the deep shot there on that first down. 
And with those one-on-one -on -one coverages, I mean, we mentioned it time and time out, you either get beat by a step or you gain a step. And, I, I mean, that's just great coverage on both sides of the ball. Novak looks to throw, swings it out to Gibson, spins his way to the 42. Pickup of five, sets up a third down and intermediate here for the Golden Bears. This has been a common theme for the Golden Bears offense over the past couple weeks. Struggle on their opening drive, but the second drive has treated them well. Remember against Lockhaven, their second drive was a 14-play, 86-yard touchdown drive. And last year against Millersville, their second drive resulted in a touchdown that went double-digit plays as well. And this is a spot Kutzen doesn't like to be in. They convert on third downs 38% of the time. So it's, I mean, it's a number you certainly want to get up. And I mean... This is probably the best Novak spot to do it. Looks to throw, swings it out to Zasbo, caught inside the 35. To the 34-yard line. Pickup of eight and a good for another Golden Bear first down. So that's a great, great job by Zasbo on that play. That's just a, a quick slant route, just quick in and out. I mean, it's a quick check down pass. I mean, it works, right? I mean, it, we've, it's something we've seen all season long. From the Golden Bears, they, they love that quick check down pass, and it works. I mean, if it works, why would you change it? And Just a quick out route to the flat there, Josh, and it was just it was a simple designed play. Just got the separation and was able to haul it in. Novak back to the air. Ravenel caught up to tackle inside the 25, stays on his feet inside the 20, and fighting down to the 14-yard line, pickup of 20, and another Golden Bear first down. You just see how quick Ravenel is catch boom that tough step after the catch slips off a tackle and made two men miss and this is another spot that could sound loves to be in 27 red zone trips they convert with a touchdown 14 percent of the time with the scoring they convert 22 out of 27 on the season so a spot they love to be in and they can strike Novak back to the air and he's gonna get bottled up and sacked a pack of Golden Rams got home as it was Caleb Slaughter, the senior from Flemington, New Jersey, the one who wrapped him up. Loss of nine sets up second and 19 from the 25. So getting back to uh, my previous point, I mean, Judd Novak, we've mentioned time and time out, his reads are impressive. That, that's just one of those situations. I mean, the pocket's collapsing on both sides. There's nothing much you could really do. I mean, that's just... What one of those situations where, I mean, on the year 26 sacks for the Golden Bears, not a great number, but certainly not terrible. Novak back to the air, quick swings it out to Ravenel on a screen, fights his way to the 21-yard line. Wrapped up by Shane Mosley. Pick up a four, third and long from just outside the red zone for Kutztown. This is one of those situations as well, Jack, that, I mean, Kutztown doesn't want to be in. They don't do particularly too well on the, on the long third downs. It's the shorter ones that they do well on, and that's the case for most teams. So you almost got to wonder, is this Dawson Evitt's territory to get put, just put three on the board? No, Crisilla and Gibson, the receivers to his left, Sabo and Hasty. Look at the end zone for Hasty, just out of the outstretched arms. 
Novak put that ball right on the money, but Hasty just unable to reel it in. Went full extension, but just off the fingertips as it falls harmlessly incomplete through the end zone. And the field goal unit will come onto the field. Dawson Evitz will attempt his first field goal of the afternoon with 5.38 to go in the opening quarter. Snap good, hold good, kick is up. It is up and through. 37-yarder for Evitz is good. And the Golden Bears have an early 3-0 lead. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. Kutztown putting the first points of the game on the board with that successful drive. Navigating down the field. Could have had more, but that sack derailed things in the red zone. We saw on that drive, though, after the deep shot, a lot of quick passes, um, which I think is the formula for success for this passing game. Uh, Novak in the pocket, uh, not particularly accurate. But if he gets those quick passes, those easier-to-hit balls, uh, you have a lot of speed, a lot of playmakers on the outside. And you saw it. tackles being slipped. Uh, that 20-yard completion that got them to the red zone, uh, giving these guys the ball in their hands and a chance to make a move on a guy. That's what gets you down the field. Um, the deep shot and then the sack and then the final play uh, to Hasty that was incomplete. When Novak stands in the pocket for longer, passes are not getting complete. We've seen that all season. I'd stick with the very quick passing game on first and second down. Don't put yourself in that, uh, that long third down situation. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. Golden Bears will get set to kick it away. 11 play, 46-yard drive. Took off six minutes of the clock. And those are just those drives that Kutzen has. They wear you down defensively, keep you on the field for a long time. That's what they like to do. And over the course of the game, if you can put a couple more of those drives together, it's going to wear you down as defense. You're going to get fatigued over the course of 60 minutes. Millard boots it away. High kick. Take it from the three. Across the 15, and it will be knocked down just across the 20 at the 21-yard line. Was Daquan Robinson on the return. Just a, a great tackle on that play, to say the least. I mean, just... That's a, that's a, we mentioned time and time out this season, Jack. I mean, the, the great works that, I mean, I mean that the special teams has done this season. And, I mean, that's just another test right there of the, of the great job that they're doing. And they're going to so go see down. a different quarterback here for Westchester. Ethan Kohler, the sophomore from Schwanksville, Pennsylvania, into the game. Swings it out to Seals. Gets his way across the 25-yard line. He will be bumped out of bounds. At the 29. So nice catch and run for Seals, the shifty wide receiver. Just five foot seven, just such a gadget type of player for this Golden Rams offense. Like to use them in a variety of different ways. They started with the first play of, ga of the game trying to hand it off to Seals. And I mean, CJ Brown was right there. That's just one of those situations you just need to wrap up. I mean, great job by Seals, but. Kohler, first pass attempt of the day, caught across the 35 to the 37. Hauled in by the tight end, Thatcher Miller. Big target for Kohler to look for, standing at 6'4", 230 pounds. Drew Hens are on the stop on that play. I mean, exactly where they wanted to put it, it was in a lot of coverage, but just Kutztown couldn't 
come up with the incompletion. I mean, now you get a new fresh set of downs. Kohler swings it out. That's going to be caught across the 45 and dancing out of bounds at the 46 was Seth Degree. Kohler on the year coming into the day, 359 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, 27 of 38 throwing. He's only built on that completion percentage. <clears throat> this is his sixth appearance of the year. Well, and getting back to my previous, in. getting back to my previous point, Jack, in the pregame show. I mean, this is one of those situations that Westchester can really thrive on. Once they get the ball moving, it's really tough for them to stop. Kohler hands it off. Fighting forward to the 48-yard line was Jaden Williams. One-yard gain on the play. So at this point, what, what, what we're seeing a lot more of is instead of a, a run first, they're going to go pass first, just that quick check down pass. So... And it looks like could sound it is just going to get They're just right focused to on getting it out of Kohler's yeah. hands quickly. Fires over the middle, high and incomplete. Justin Harris tried to make a leaping interception after Kohler fired it well over his intended target. Seth Degree on the play sets up third down and long for the Golden Rams just shy of midfield. Really the first hiccup we've seen from Kohler on this drive. Degree was open on that comeback. Route just good 10 yards. Just looked for the ball, but just fired it over him. No chance for Degree to haul that one in. Third and nine. Kohler back to the air. Fires to the left. Degree open. Caught at the 42-yard line. Fights his way down to the 40-yard line. That's going to be good for a Golden Ram first down. And that's just too easy as an offense. Degree was wide open there. Just giving him too much separation to catch it and run. Gain of 12 on the play as Lloyd, one of the several Golden Bears there on the tackle. And with 2.50 left to go in the first quarter, Westchester already with 49 early passing yards. I mean, it's just, you need to change it quick. We're going to give it to Seals on a handoff inside the 40, down to the 37, pickup of three. Seals on a jet sweep, getting him involved early and often. So this is where Westchester will throw the ball. It's been consistent throughout this drive. They'll run first and then hit hit the air normally. So you have to play pass first now at this. Trips to the left. It was Degree Bowens. Degree's going to haul it in, just shy of the thirty at the thirty-one. Pickup of. 12 and another Golden Ram first down. They're just dinking, dunking their way underneath down the field, and Kutztown's giving it to them. The ball will instead be spotted the 31 third and short coming up for the Golden Rams. A uh, uh, generous spot for the Golden Bears, to say the least. Uh, more of a defensive spot than Westchester would have liked, but. Two men in the backfield. They're going to give it off, and that one is going to get bottled up. No gain. 
for Daquan Robinson. They'll say he lost a yard. Back to the 32. And decision time early for Westchester. Second and 11. And they're going to go for it. Second down and 11. Excuse me, fourth and two. The scoreboard does say second and 11, but it's... That's on the my apologies. On the they are fourth and two. Cole are going to go for it. Incomplete. Intended target was Thatcher Miller. So turnover on downs. They elect to roll the dice and go for it with Ethan Kohler there. Looking for the tight end. And the Golden Bears defense gets a stand. It's my apologies. I'm mistaking the down and distance there. On the season, Westchester does convert 46% on fourth downs. Just that time does go the Golden Bears way. And with that misconversion, that percentage is going to go down a little bit. Absolutely. 31 seconds to go in the first quarter. The Golden Bears offense back out onto the field. with 3-0 lead. That Westchester offense, despite turning it over on downs, looked a lot more comfortable with Kohler out on the field for that second drive. Daryl Davis with Neal on the ground. Across the 35, and he will get to the 41-yard line. Pickup of nine on the play. Just shy of a first down. That was a great job by McNeil just to break that one tackle. You knew the line was going to be shifting towards our near side, so you knew you just needed to break that one tackle, and you would get about close to a first down. And they will run it down to the end of the first quarter. Your score could stand three. Westchester zero. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sidelines. Thank you very much, Jack. Well, an interesting decision from Westchester to go for it there in the first quarter. It did not pay off for them. One thing to note as we get into more of those tough decisions down the road in this game, it is a perfect day for kicking. Talking down on the sideline, trips down kicker. And there is no wind. It's perfectly dry. Kicking should be uh, enhanced, to say the least, today. Look for some more range than you might typically see uh, in some worse weather conditions. But beyond that, before that play, uh, Westchester was making their way down the field doing exactly what Kutztown was doing on their drive, which is just those short passes, dink and dunks, and then just a couple inaccuracies. Uh, really stalled that one out for them. Kutztown starting to bottle up the run a lot better. Kutztown also running it more effectively themselves, looking to start taking control of this game in the trenches, doing what they do best as the second quarter gets underway in just a second. And one final note. I've made my way over to the uh, Kutztown sideline, and I think the Kutztown cheering section here is louder than the Westchester one. A lot more energy, with the exception of maybe the band. I think the volume levels on the Kutztown sideline exceed those on the home team, home team sideline. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. And Jackie definitely does make a good point. Golden Bear fans travel well, making a lot of noise for their hometown team. Darrell Davis-McNeil on that second down and one. It's going to be good for a first down. Pickup of three on the play. Jordan Davis on the day, 14 yards. McNeil with 12. Judd Novak, five for eight on the day so far. So better than... And Ravenel has been his main target through that first quarter. Three yeah. catches for 23 yards 
a long of 20. Other ones have just been checkdowns on wide receiver screens that have not gone for too much positive gain there. This is the third drive of the day for the Golden Bears. Right back on the ground, Darrell Davis-McNeil. Fights his way to the 45. Pickup of a yard. Sets up second and nine. Both teams on the day, one for three on third down conversions. The only difference on fourth down to conversions, Westchester is 0 for 1. As Kutztown came up with a big stop to turn over the ball. I mean, you mentioned we mentioned it a lot in the pregame show, I know, Jack, that Kutztown is, Kutztown's defense specifically is a bend-not-break type mentality. I mean, they do a great job with not letting the, not letting take. Novak rolls out right, and he will just flutter that one harmlessly out of bounds. He was getting pursued. By Maurice Beverly. They like to use Beverly in that corner blitz type of role. He has eight tackles for loss on the year. One sack, two forced fumbles, and 50 total tackles. Does the sophomore defensive back out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is a spot that Kutztown does not want to be in, to say the least. Third and long for their own 45. On the season, they convert 38% of the time. That number is going to go down because they are one for three on the day so far. Novak looks to throw, fires it. Ravenel couldn't hold on. Dropped it, just was unable to reel it in. Would have been short of the line to gain anyway. So fourth and nine, and Millard and the punt team onto the field for the second time today. This is just a spot that could sound needs to improve, and we've been talking about this a good amount of weeks, Jack. They need to do better on the third down conversions. I mean, they need to win that third down battle. It's You can't rely just on your defense to... Millard... High punt, seals back inside his 10. That's going to be a touchback. That just got into the end zone. Almost a perfect punt from Nate Millard, but not to be. It'll be a touchback, and the Golden Rams will start at their own 20-yard line. Millard's been impressive in his two punts today. High, booming kicks that have sent seals back from the... Spot where he initially lined up, lined up at the 15 there, went all the way back inside his own 10 before he called and let it bounce into the end zone. So we'll see Cooper Jordan back out as the quarterback for the Golden Rams. Kohler looked like he was getting some rhythm on that last drive, but electing to go back to Jordan. Here for their third drive of the afternoon. Two wide receivers on the field. Going to hand it off to the left side. Was Deshaun Jacobs. Down to the 21 for a yard. If you're the running back, Jacobs, I mean, you got to be, you know, you take it, you're a little bit delayed, stutter steps, just never really got the full burst of speed to the outside. It's a little bit too much dancing there, limited him from getting more yardage. Second down and nine of the Golden Bear defense. We'll gladly take that. And not to mention, too, I mean, Kutztown, they do a great job with containing the outside. Jordan looks to throw left side, rolls out left, fires. 
taps the toes there was Thatcher Miller. Pickup of six on the play. Sets up third and short for the Golden Rams. Nice job by Miller to haul it in to make sure he got at least one foot down before getting forced out of bounds. This is a spot where Kutztown also loves to be in. They let their opponents convert 31% of the time on third downs. That would be top in the conference. Degree, Julian Jordan and Seals all lined up to the right of Jordan. Takes the snap, looks right, fires over the middle, caught by the sophomore out of Harrisburg, Julian Jordan. Down to midfield, that's a pickup of 23 and good for a Golden Ram first down. Just a nice job by Jordan there to high point that ball and reel it in as he was going to the ground. Yeah, great job. I mean, just an impressive catch. Nothing much you could do about that. The defense was spot on. The catch was impressive. I mean, when you look back on, at that, I mean, what do you... What First do you and almost... 10 from midfield. Almost four minutes gone in the second quarter. To the ground game up the middle. Plunges his way to the 45. There was Jacobs. Pick up of five on the first down. Pick up of six, part in the middle of the spot. So it is second down and five. Westchester, drive after drive, they're looking more comfortable offensively. Juan Robinson motions out to the left, fires over the middle, caught by Miller, the tight end. To the 36-yard line. Pickup of nine and another Golden Ram first down. And it's just too easy. They're going over the middle of the field. Underneath that Jordan play on that third down was a chunk play. It's just, this cuts down secondary, playing a little bit more passive. Way off these receivers, and Westchester saying, you're going to give me the underneath, I'm going to continue to take it. Lloyd now going to come up and play press coverage on Raheem Bowens. At Westchester on the season, this is a they're inching closer and closer to the red zone. They're second. Jordan quick out right to Bowens, incomplete, overshot his target, second and ten. Just to go back to my point, they're second in the conference in red zone offense, converting with points eighty percent of the time. So this is if they could get in the red zone, that's a spot where they want to be. Whereas Kutstown on the other side, they're ranked thirteenth in the conference in red zone defense. They give up points 21 out of 24 times on this season, so definitely not good to say the least. But one thing I want to note, Kutztown's doing a great job with penalties today. They're first in the conference in giving in penalties, 36 yards of penalties a game. I mean, it's a, a number that needs to go down, and they're doing a great job. Jordan, first time we're seeing him run it today. With a burst, he will slide down at the 20, excuse me, at the 33-yard line. This is a spot Westchester does not want to be in. They don't do a bad job, but they convert 41% of the time. That's fifth in the conference, whereas Kutztown, they're second in the conference on third down defense. Third and six, Jordan fires it to Bowens inside the 25, and he'll be slung down and 
Some late flags will come in here. So far, the penalty flags have been very, very limited. This is the first one we've seen today. In a rivalry game, you usually see teams get emotional. The flags Dutch fly frequently. Conducts become pretty pr prominent. But both these teams have kept in check. It's going to be a face mask on Kutztown. So tacking on to the end of the run. So it was Jalen Hill will be penalized on the play. So Bowens got down inside the 25. That's a half the distance, so they'll put him at the 12. Jordan hands it off to Seals. No, it's Jordan who keeps it, pardon me. Loss of a yard on the play. Second and 11 from the 13. Jordan did such a good so job of selling the hand off to Seals that fool me on who actually had the football. 8.35 to go in the first half. Still 3-0 Kutztown over Westchester in this low-scoring affair. And we mentioned it before. This is a spot Westchester is now in, a spot to do very well in. Second in red zone offense in the conference. This is how Kutztown plays a lot of their games. Last three games have scored 9 points, 7 points, and 17 points. Allowed just 6, 3, and 12 in those respective contests. Jordan evades a sack. So elusive inside the 10. And it'll be wrapped up at the 5-yard line. That's a pickup of 8. So sets up a third down and 3. And Jordan is so tough to bring down in the backfield with how elusive he is. Just when you think you have him wrapped up, just makes a quick cut and darts out of there. And that's just another one of those situations that, I mean, that's just a great job of the offensive line to maintain your blocks, give them some space to try to cut outfield. And, I mean, here's where it matters the most. So, I mean, a third and three at the five. On the ground. Inside the five, fighting was Daquan Robinson. Got a yard to the four, but it'll be short. Going to be a fourth down and two. And we will see what the Golden Rams elect to do here. So they're going to bring the field goal unit onto the field, Sean Henry. And even if they get three out of this drive, Jack, I, I think that's still a win for the Golden Bears defense to manage three. Chris Barbera, the holder. Sean Henry, the kicker. Chip shot, snap good, hold good. Kick is up and through, but a flag is down. So it's a delay game on Westchester. That'll back him up five yards to the nine. Make it just a little bit tougher for Henry to boot it through, but still a chip shot field goal with 6.33 to go in the first half. Fast-moving game, a couple of long drives for both of these teams. So now it's going to be a... Uh 
26-yard attempt to tie up the game. 6.30 left to play here in half in number one. 26-yarder from Henry. It's up. It is through. And we are all knotted up at three with 6.22 to go in the first half. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley. Whoa. That just scared me. Oh my goodness. Um, thank you, Jack. As uh, fireworks go off here, the uh, end zone where that kick just went through. Um, what you're seeing from the Kutztown defense right now, uh, they're asking Cooper Jordan, can you be accurate all the way down the field with those dink and dunks that we're going to give you? Kutztown doesn't think he can string a bunch of those completions together. Um, and so far, he hasn't to the uh, tune of getting in the end zone. Like you mentioned, bend but don't break. It's been that defense style all season long, and it's continuing into the final week here against Westchester. The offense still stuck in neutral a little bit. Had that one drive where they moved uh, the football well. It was disrupted by that sack. Look for the protection to be a main focus. Uh, the coach is really uh, not happy with the results so far. When Jalen made that uh, face mask penalty, he was screamed at to get off the field immediately. Uh, and Some other disciplinary things being addressed on the sideline here with uh, the little things, getting off blocks, creating your own blocks when you're on offense and stuff like that. Coach is not very happy. Low-scoring affair all tied up here in Westchester. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. And, yeah, Jack, we probably should have warned him that there's a uh, sound device that goes off every time they score. High kick. Ravenel will take it from the three. Across the 15 to the 20. 25-30. And he will be wrapped up. Shy of the 35 at the 34. A 31-yard return. For Curtis Ravenel Jr., you just see how dangerous he is when he gets going. How flashy and how quick he can be. Sets up the Golden Bears a good field position. That last drive for Westchester, 12 plays, 71 yards. Took up just shy of seven minutes, 648. Six sixteen to go in the second quarter. What a fast-moving game. Low scoring, tough physical between these two rivals. Novak takes a snap. Steps up, taking a shot for Ravenel. It'll be caught. 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, and... And he's a touchdown! A 66-yard touchdown for Curtis Ravenel. One play, and the Golden Bears get their first touchdown of the afternoon. Great job of high-pointing that ball. Right around the 40-yard line. Evaded one defensive back, and he was gone. Got hit into the end zone. Thought he might get caught inside the five. And that's that, what a play by Ravenel Jr. That's that quick strike ability, Jack, by the Golden Bears offense. They have the ability just to take that one play, take it all the way. Same with that Shippensburg game. Evans' extra point is up. It is good. 10-3 KU. It's been a while since we've seen that big play touchdown capability from this offense, but they find it again. Ravenel, beautiful play on that deep post route. No, excuse me, that deep corner. Pull it in and go all the way to the end zone. We'll send it down to an ecstatic Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. I am very happy, Jack. Uh, someone say boom. 
Um, I think the offense that was stuck in neutral just got a little bit of a, a kick, and I think they're in third gear now. That was, uh, that was exciting. But what it goes back to is uh, how Westchester decided they were going to try and have uh, force Kutztown to beat them over the top, bringing the safeties up close to the line of scrimmage. And Kutztown said, okay, well, we're going to first play this drive, uh, take advantage of that. And Novak makes a hell of a throw on target after a couple guys uh, earlier in this game. He puts it right on the money, and uh, the speed does the rest. Um, what an answer for the Kutztown Golden Bears. Game gets tied up. Your offense has looked dreadful, not just this week, but in uh, several weeks leading up to this. Finding that quick strike ability will go a long way. And, and pulling those safeties off of the line of scrimmage will go well, uh, will bode well for the running game itself and for those underneath passes. Having that ability opens up so much on the offensive side of the football. And Novak finding it there, huge for this team. Back up to you guys. Kick taken from the one. Across the 15 to the 20, and he will be wrestled down at the 24-yard line. So this might be a trend we're seeing, Jack, with Ethan Kohler coming back in after Cooper Jordan takes a drive off. And they almost got to wonder... Why would you do that? I mean, your offense... It's quarterback by committee. I think they're going based off feel of these guys, what the coaches are seeing, how efficient these drives are playing out. Kohler led a good drive where they turn it over on downs. A lot of efficiency in the pass game, especially underneath. Cooper Jordan brings a different dynamic than Kohler with just his profound ability to take it into his own hands on the ground. I'm interested why we haven't seen more of that today as Jordan was so successful a year ago against the Golden Bears. That pass from Kohler out of bounds intended for degree. Second down and 10. High and out of reach of his target into the sideline. This is a better passing offense for Westchester than a rushing offense. Fifth in the PSAC in pass yards per game, comparatively to ninth in rush yards per game. And getting back to your previous point, Cooper Jordan is ranked 21st in the conference for rushing yards. Has a total of... Kohler takes a snap, fires over the middle, caught by the tight end, Miller. To the 34-yard line. That's a pickup of 10. That's going to be good for a first down. Thatcher Miller has certainly had a busy afternoon thus far. Four catches for 33 yards. The big body over the middle is Miller. It's just been dependable for both quarterbacks. Handoff, that's Jacobs. Plunges across the 35 to the 36. Pickup of two, second down and eight. That's just another solid job by the Kutztown's defense. I mentioned it previously. I mean, they do a great job with containing the outside. They're also, too, containing the middle. I mean, just the run defense for Kutztown is just... Impressive to say the least. I mean, it's it's a, a defense that does a great job. Exactly what you want. Second down and eight. Lloyd off the edge with a corner blitz, and he gets home for the sack. 
Ethan Kohler didn't see it coming. Antoine Lloyd on the design cornerback blitz. Delayed a big hit to the quarterback, and that's going to put him inside their own 30 at the 28. Third down and 16. Loss of eight on the sack. And my biggest question is, how did no one see him coming off that end? I mean, it was clear as day. You, I, everyone. Well, you see that a lot, that design quarterback blitz, cornerback blitz coming off the edge. The guy on the inside backs up, takes that edge receiver. Cola looking to throw, taking a deep shot, got hit as he throws. Incomplete. Nearly intercepted there by Lee Coleman. Just a short throw from Kohler. And clicks down with 3.37 left to play. Gets the ball back one more time to put more points on the board. And not to mention, too, they have to kick it away to start the second half. So, and With how short that throw was, it was almost like the roles were reversed. Coleman was like the wide receiver. And the intended target was the defensive back who had to break that up, saving an interception. Henry on the punt. Two return men back there. It's Lloyd and Thomas. Lloyd will take it. Cuts outside across the 30 to the 35, and he will fight his way to the 40. Solid return from Antoine Lloyd gives Novak and the Golden Bears good field position. We'll quickly send it down to Mitchell Smedley, 3.25 to go in the opening half. Thank you, Jack. Another opportunity to put points on the board, make it a two-score game, start taking control here. Uh, what I'm looking for, very interested to see how deep the secondary plays for Westchester now, now that Novak has proven he can take advantage and beat them over the top for some quick scores. We'll see if it opens up the run game here as they start with pretty good field position, looking to kill the rest of this first half and make it a two-score game. Back up to you. First down and 10, Novak takes it himself. Midfield, 45-40, 35-30, makes the cut inside the 25, all the way down to the 15-yard line. A huge run for Judd Novak. Those design quarterback runs have been killer for this Golden Bears offense, and a huge run there for Judd Novak. He is impressive, to say the least. He was one of the rushing leaders in that Millersville game. He's stepping up big time. He knows exactly when he needs to take off. That's just one of those QB runs. And that's another great job by the defensive line, the wide receivers, and the tight ends to just get those blocks. You're immediately going downfield. Grabbing the middle a of the field was wide open there, Josh. I mean, it's if you're Westchester defensively, somebody's got to stay home over the middle of the field and keep an eye on the quarterback as he is such a danger to run it. It was a 45-yard run for Judd Novak, and it's going to put the Golden Bears in the red zone. Hand off to Gibson. Spins out of a tackle. Ball pops up into the air, and it's going to go out of bounds. It was Caleb Slaughter who got his helmet on the football and sent that thing flying into the air. Two oh five and counting. So they're gonna back up the football to the fourteen, just a gain of one. Could have been worse. Could have been a lot worse. When that ball goes up in the air, that that is scary, to say the least. And they're doing a great job of taking off time on the clock too. One forty three and counting. So no, back in the gun, two receivers on the field. They're gonna hand it off to Jordan Davis. Tough sledding for those yards up the middle. Down to the 11, pickup of three. 
That's going to be a third down and six. Excuse me, they're going to spot him at the 12, so it's third and seven. So you got to wonder, does Jed Novak air it out, or does he think that he can get... So for K, you can be Seven. aggressive here. Just, I expect an air it out. Three wide receivers on the field. Ravenel, Hasty, and Zabo. Novak. Flushed out right. Getting chased from behind. He's getting sacked back to the 20. Ricardo Delgado in pursuit. Brings him down for the sack. And you could tell that quarterback was going to blitz. Just the way that he was preparing himself. And cuts down the offensive line, did a, a, a decent job containing him, but just ultimately could not hold him off. That's one of those situations that John Novak, you, you see him. Novak had some time, just kept his eyes on the right side of the field, never looked back to the left. And with 15 seconds of counting, they're going to keep the offense on the field, 4th and 15 from the 20-yard line. Trying to get him to jump, jump off size down to 5. And they're going to call the timeout with two seconds to go in the half. That'll bring Dawson Evans to the field goal unit onto the field to try to make it a 13-3 lead going into halftime. But what a stretch there from this Golden Bears offense in this second quarter. That huge 66-yard touchdown to Curtis Ravenel and the huge 45-yard quarterback run for Judd Novak to get them down inside the red zone. This drive ultimately stalled out, resulting in a field goal opportunity to this point. And we'll see if Evans can convert on the final play of the half. But Josh, gotta like these big plays from this Golden Bears group as we're nearing halftime. Absolutely. Looking at some games around the conference, Shepard, Mercyhurst. Looking at the wrong week, actually, Jack. My apologies. IUP, Clarion, Slippery Rock, Edinburgh, Cal, U, and Gannon. East Stroudsburg, Shepard. That's to determine who wins the number two seed. Not that it matters for playoff purposes, but who will be number two in the PSAC East. And we'll give you those scoring updates at halftime, a timeout taken just trying to ice them. Westchester's first time out of the half. Simply just trying to ice Evitz here, but we will give you some scoring updates. 20-14, to 14, IUP leads over Clarion out of the West. Slippery Rock, the Western Division champs, who Kutztown will see next week in the PSAC title game, leads Edinburgh 21-10, a hard-fought Battle between Cal U and Gannon, 7-3 there. Bloomsburg and Millersville in a dogfight, 16-14. The Huskies lead with a big win for Bloomsburg a week ago over Shepard. Millersville, Millersville just scored, actually, 2016. And Bloomsburg coming off that big win against Shepard. Unbelievable game last week for the Huskies. Caught many by surprise. No doubt about it. 37-yard attempt. Snap good, hold good. Kick is up. It is through. Evitz two for two on field goals today. And that'll take us to halftime. Your score, Kutztown 13, Westchester 3. We'll step aside for a halftime report. And we'll be back with our halftime coverage shortly here on KUR. I'm Officer Greg Davis with the Exeter Township Police Department. This month, my department will join Buckle Up PA, the PA Traffic Injury Prevention Project, 
and safety partners across the country to crack down on drivers who do not properly secure young riders in car seats. We will be highlighting the importance of buckling up as well as helping parents and guardians take advantage of safety resources. Law enforcement will be writing tickets to save lives. Please buckle up. Hi, this is Officer Bob Bickham from the Reading Police Department. My department will be joining in nighttime operations to enforce Pennsylvania's seatbelt law and crack down on impaired drivers. These types of crashes contribute to hundreds of injuries and fatalities each year. Remember your seatbelt is your first line of defense against impaired drivers. Click it or ticket day and night. Two tickets, two fines. I had a sore in my mouth that just wouldn't go away. And after a couple of weeks, I went to my doctor. A sore, lump, or thick patch in your mouth or throat could be a symptom of oral cancer. My doctor told me I was smart to come in. He said that oral cancer is more common in African-American men than in any other group in the U.S. It turns out I did have oral cancer. But it was caught early and my treatment was successful. I'm glad I got it checked. That probably saved my life. If you're an African-American man, you need to know about oral cancer. Visit a doctor or dentist if you see changes in your mouth that don't go away after two weeks. It's important to get an oral cancer exam because if you do have cancer, the earlier it's caught, the better. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. Sometimes your pain seems overwhelming. If the prescribed dose of your prescription pain medication doesn't bring relief, check with your doctor. Pain relievers are safe and effective when used correctly. If misused, you could become addicted or experience other problems. Take your prescription as directed, and if you need more information about addictions, call 1-800-662-HELP. Do the right dose. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and this station. Whoever said half the fun is getting there had to be a Cub Scout. Because the only thing more exciting than being awarded a badge is the unforgettable experience that went into earning it. Whether your son goes camping for the first time or catches his first fish or gives Heinwood Derby a shot, he'll be gaining a sense of accomplishment that'll last a lifetime. To learn more about Cub Scouts and all the activities your son can take on, visit BeASCOUT.org. Scouting. Prepared for life. face it, life looks a little different. During these times, we're doing our best to keep our minds and bodies strong. And getting a flu shot helps us stay healthy, so we don't miss out on what matters. Like having game night at home. <coughs> yeah, can't do that while sick with the flu. Now imagine family movie night that your daughter can't live without. Well, that's ruined. And don't forget your uncle's socially distanced cookout. <coughs> See? That's why it's important to be at our strongest. Every year, millions of people in the U.S. get the flu. Especially now. No one has time to miss out on moments that matter. So get your flu shot. Find out more at GetMyFluShot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council.
the bench at the corner bus stop. That little settee by the beauty parlor. When your lungs can't get much air, you don't have the energy to walk far. So all over town, from the grocery store to the bank lobby, you've mapped out places where you can stop and catch your breath. Who wants to live like that? If you have a chronic cough, wheezing, or often feel short of breath, see your doctor and find out if it's COPD. With a simple breathing test called spirometry, your doctor can tell you for sure. The sooner you know, the sooner you can start breathing better and living more. Wouldn't it be wonderful to spend more time doing the things you love and less time looking for a bench, settee, or chair? Learn more, breathe better at copd.nhlbi.nih.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. My son Casey was a bright, fearless 20-year-old with a boundless future ahead of him. But in the blink of an eye, he was gone. While out riding his skateboard, Casey fell. He was not wearing a helmet. Our whole family wishes he was. It could have saved his life. I'm Captain Kevin Raffelli of the San Mateo Police Department. Whether you're on campus or back home on break, strap on a helmet every time you jump on a bike or skateboard. Think of my son Casey and use your head. Put a helmet on. It could save your life. A message from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'd like to report a bear sighting. Location? In the forest near the side of the road. No need for alarm, sir. The forest is where bears live. But this was no ordinary bear. No ordinary bear? Yeah, one second I'm having a smoke taken in the view. Next thing I know, I am face-to-face -face with Smokey Bear. Let me guess, Smokey had a tip for you. He did. He must have seen me toss my cigarette on the ground. He told me never to do that because it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. He's a smart bear. Did you know that 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans? That means 9 out of 10 wildfires can be prevented. That's what Smokey said. I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous, and you're not. Good point. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Because 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans. Brought to you by Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Too many women aren't getting the recommended daily amounts of folic acid. I'm Susan Crosby, President of Women in Government. And on behalf of Women in Government, an organization of state policymakers, I'm here to remind you that folic acid is important for all women, and in particular women who may become pregnant. Insufficient folic acid consumption before and during pregnancy can lead to devastating birth defects of the brain and spinal cord called neural tube defects or NTDs. Folic acid is a B vitamin that works to prevent these birth defects only if taken before conception and during early pregnancy. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends that women take a vitamin with 400 micrograms of folic acid every day. Studies show that if all women consume the recommended amount of folic acid before and during early pregnancy, up to 70% of NTDs could be prevented. To learn more, please visit womeningovernment.org. 
I don't recycle. I mean, we can just find another planet for your kids to live on, you know? Noted non-recycler Tommy Crenshaw talks about the future. Oh, I can totally see finding another planet that can support life when ours fills up with trash. As an alternative to recycling? Yeah, an alternative. So we, like, don't have to do it. Recycling. There are lots of planets. Finding one is just a matter of time. Many people say that recycling is pretty simple and convenient. A matter of keeping select items out of the trash. A lot simpler than finding a new planet, Tommy. Come on! There's a bunch of planets out there! Would you recycle on this new planet, Tommy? Or just use it up and throw it away, too? I... I really don't have a clue. Log on to yougottobekidding.org and learn about all the ways you can recycle. Unless you're into lame excuses like Tommy's. Hey, recycling's just not my thing. Starting over on a new planet? Now that's exciting. Don't be that guy. Unless you want people looking at you funny. Log on to yougottobekidding.org. Hi, this is Barry Manilow, and that's the rhythm to my song Copacabana. I made it through the rain. And that's the melody to my song I Made It Through the Rain. And this is what they sound like together. I made it through the rain. Yeah, it's pretty messy, eh? Well, that's what it sounds like when music is out of rhythm. It's also what it feels like if you have an irregular heartbeat like I do. It's called atrial fibrillation and it can cause permanent heart damage. I thought I understood the dangers of AFib pretty well, but the truth is I didn't. So if you feel your heart start to skip a beat and it's not just because Copacabana is playing, please take it seriously. Log on to GetBackInRhythm.com and learn more about all the risks of AFib because I feel better when my heart and my music are in rhythm. I made it through the rain. Hi, this is Christina Ricci with Rain. Every two minutes, another American is sexually assaulted. If you or someone you know has been sexually assaulted, you are not alone. Help is just a call or click away through the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Please call 1-800-656-HOPE that's H-O-P-E. Or visit RAIN.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. Brought to you by RAIN and this station. You may be hearing about people having trouble making mortgage payments and risking losing their homes. Many of them just aren't aware of the options that can prevent foreclosure. There are many options available to homeowners, such as repayment and forbearance plans, loan modifications, and even refinancing. Where does someone go for help? They should talk directly with their lender or a qualified how to prove counseling agency. Both can provide helpful information without charging a fee. According to PMI Mortgage Insurance Company, it's not a good idea to pay for services that you can get for free from a lender or a qualified nonprofit counseling agency. To learn more, visit homesafepmi.com or call HUD at 1-800-569-4287 for a counseling agency near you. That's 1-800-569-4287. This message is brought to you by PMI, supporting sustainable home ownership that strengthens communities. I had a sore in my mouth that just wouldn't go away. And after a couple of weeks, I went to my doctor. A sore, lump, or thick patch in your mouth or throat could be a symptom of oral cancer. My doctor told me I was smart to come in. He said that oral cancer is more common in African-American men than in any other group in the U.S. It turns out I did have oral cancer. 
but it was caught early and my treatment was successful. I'm glad I got it checked. That probably saved my life. If you're an African-American man, you need to know about oral cancer. Visit a doctor or dentist if you see changes in your mouth that don't go away after two weeks. It's important to get an oral cancer exam because if you do have cancer, the earlier it's caught, the better. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. Sometimes your pain seems overwhelming. If the prescribed dose of your prescription pain medication doesn't bring relief, check with your doctor. Pain relievers are safe and effective when used correctly. If misused, you could become addicted or experience other problems. Take your prescription as directed, and if you need more information about addictions, call 1-800-662-HELP. Do the right dose. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and this station. I'm Brett Michaels for the American Diabetes Association. Diabetes is a constant battle. Testing, treating, fighting to live a normal life. I know, I've had diabetes since I was six years old. A lot of people don't think it's deadly, but diabetes kills more Americans each year than breast cancer and AIDS combined. It's been called a silent epidemic, and without your help, it will keep getting worse. Please join me in the movement to stop diabetes. Share your passion and your story. Get involved in local events like the Tour de Cure or the Step Out Walk. Learn how you can better manage this disease or reduce your odds of developing it. And give what you can to help us spread the word and fund programs like the Diabetes Camps for Kids and research to find a cure. Join the movement at StopDiabetes.com. Help us fight a deadly disease that shortens and burdens the lives of millions of Americans. Together, we can stop diabetes. Hi, this is Officer Bob Bickham from the Reading Police Department. My department will be joining in nighttime operations to enforce Pennsylvania's seatbelt law and crack down on impaired drivers. These types of crashes contribute to hundreds of injuries and fatalities each year. Remember your seatbelt is your first line of defense against impaired drivers. Click it or ticket, day and night, two tickets, two fines. Change a light bulb, save some green. Just replace traditional light bulbs with energy-efficient bulbs and fixtures. If you're like most people, 20% of your home electric bills go directly to lighting. Every light we switch to one bearing the government's Energy Star label uses at least two-thirds less energy than older bulbs. Such a light will save more than $30 in energy costs over its lifetime. Brighten your environmental future from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Too many women aren't getting the recommended daily amounts of folic acid. I'm Susan Crosby, President of Women in Government. And on behalf of Women in Government, an organization of state policymakers, I'm here to remind you that folic acid is important for all women, and in particular women who may become pregnant. Insufficient folic acid consumption before and during pregnancy can lead to devastating birth defects of the brain and spinal cord called neural tube defects or NTDs. 
Folic acid is a B vitamin that works to prevent these birth defects only if taken before conception and during early pregnancy. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends that women take a vitamin with 400 micrograms of folic acid every day. Studies show that if all women consume the recommended amount of folic acid before and during early pregnancy, up to 70% of NTDs could be prevented. To learn more, please visit womeningovernment.org. Wildfires burn millions of acres across the country each year. And each year, wildland firefighters battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. For some communities, it's not a question of if wildfires strike, but when. And a single ember can travel more than one mile. As it twists and turns and floats through the air, that single ember can find its way to where you live and can ignite and destroy your home or your community. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. You can't control where the ember will land, but you can control what happens when it does. You can take action now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. Prepare, protect, prevail. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. You're listening to Global Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Halftime here at Farrell Stadium on the campus of Westchester University. Jack on alongside Josh Kutzup, Mitchell Smedley, our on-field reporter. A 13-3 lead for the Golden Bears at the break. A half that was fueled by big chunk plays for this Golden Bears offense. A 66-yard touchdown for Curtis Ravenel Jr. A 45-yard run for Joe Novak on the ground. Two big plays that set up two of their scoring drives, Josh. And you already mentioned it. Joe Novak himself is having an impressive day. That big chunk play got them down into the red zone. Um, ultimately, did set up a field goal conversion. Um, a play they would have liked to get six out of. You take three, you take, you take what you can get when you kick the ball way to start the second half. I like that type of drive. It was something that put points on the board, whatever it looked like. I, I mentioned that already, whether it was six, whether it was three. It didn't matter. I, it was a type of drive you like to see. Uh, but Judd Novak, I mean, he's having himself a, a great day already. Six for 11 through the air. He's, he's doing a, a great job on the running side of the ball as well. I, I mean, he's already at... 34 yards on the day so far. His longest, 45. That was the run that did put him in the red zone, Jack. So he's doing a lot of the work himself, you could tell, but I don't think he's doing a lot of the work himself. I'll take that back. I think it's a it's a great job by the running attack that's doing a lot of the work to set them up in these big-time situations. Yeah, you look at the rushing attack. Novak's big 45 everyone fueled a lot of what Kutztown has done on the ground in this first half. Just 67 yards as a team a lower total than a week ago at halftime. You know, Jordan Davis only three carries for 16 yards. Dale davis Benil four for 16 yards. So I'd like to see these guys get a little bit more involved in the second half with a double-digit lead, or double-digit point lead. And we'll see how that all factors out. Westchester going to get the football first to start the second half as they deferred after they won the opening coin toss. But Josh, uh, you know, for me, for Novak offensively building off of that big play. I mean, 6 of 11, he's been efficient. 102 yards and a touchdown at the break. A lot of that came from the Ravenel touchdown. How does Novak continue to 
pick apart this defense and, and kind of make things work in the underneath the intermediate game more in the second half than the big play. Well, we already mentioned in the pregame show that Westchester struggles with the running game defensively, so I think that is going to be something that they go to a lot more. But he could, he can, he knows he could get those quick checkdown passes, and specifically if you get it to Ravenel Jr., he is just one of those type of players that he can get, he can break one of those tackles and be gone. I, so I think. Getting the running game established in the second half is your is objective number one. Objective number two is getting the the passing game more established as well. So what I'm interested to see is can Kutztown keep on the gas with specifically the run game and can the pass game stay just as effective, if not more? Absolutely for, for the Kutztown offense. But defensively for KU, it's been a great showing especially on the run side of things. 13 rush attempts for Westchester, just 10 yards. That's .8 yards per carry. That's incredible run defense in this first half of the Golden Bears. And the pass defense, they got to you know, tidy things up a little bit. A lot of underneath plays and intermediate pass plays that were successful. Kutztown just giving the Golden Rams those you know, 7 to 12-yard catches consistently in the first half and they and they took advantage both Cooper Jordan and Ethan Kohler and which quarterback will separate themselves in the second half very even and similar first halves for both of these guys Kohler 6 of 10 55 yards Cooper Jordan 5 of 6 56 yards both of these guys similar stat lines through the first 30 minutes which one of these two is going to take the reins of this offense in the second half or do they continue what they do in the first half and mix and match drive in and drive out And but for me I'm interested also to see who continues to be the uh, the big pass catcher. Thatcher Miller, huge first half uh, in terms of being a consistent target. Five targets, four catches, 33 yards. Miller was just a dependable guy over the middle of the field. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, they're doing a great job through the middle of the field, and it's something that you know they do very effectively, and they've done that all season long. Well, we are going to step aside here moments away from the second half. Here from Farrell Stadium, Kutztown 13, Golden Rams 3, they look to build on it in half number two. If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there. You can say how while you will get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You can write him a text or knit him a sweater. If you can't be together, you can write him a letter. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking. You could chat on the game, kick off your flip-flops You could ask on your couch while you binge-watch However you do it, you gotta ask a friend And if they don't share, you can ask again Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking Reach out to a friend about their mental health Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Just moments away from the start of the second half, we're at Farrell Stadium. Jack Heim, Josh Matute, Mitchell Smedley down on the sidelines. Kutztown will start the second half defensively, see if they can continue 
what they were able to do through the first 30 minutes, especially with their run defense keeping the Golden Rams in check there. Pass defense, room to improve. No big plays for this Westchester offense. The only semblance of a big play was a Julian Jordan catch for 23 yards. Over the middle that got the Golden Rams down to midfield on that drive. So interesting to see if they play a little bit more uptight or continue to do what they've done in the secondary for pass coverage in the second half, Josh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a, a defense that they did a lot did a great job with containing a lot of the offense that Westchester has tried to throw in their way, and I think that ultimately Kutztown is having their way on both sides of the ball. I think they're doing a great job of just containing that run, containing the pass. But I think what I'm what I'm most interested to see, Jack, is does Cooper Jordan get more involved in the rushing game? I mean, we haven't seen him that much, to say the least, Jack. He's that it's definitely something that me personally, I'm I'm looking to see more of of him in this second half. Uh, Three men back to return here on the kickoff formation. Daquan Robinson, Daryl Brown, and Deshaun Jacobs as Millard will boot it away and the second half is underway. Jacobs from the one. Across the 10 to the 15, he'll be wrapped up there. Noah Kenzie on the tackle as the Golden Rams will start at the 17-yard line. A 16-yard return from Jacobs. Not ideal starting field position for Westchester here in the second half. And we talked about it a little bit in the first half, uh, Jack, that they do a good sound does a great job uh, on special teams specifically of, con of, con of containing wherever the runner goes, and that's just another situation. So now you, now you turn it over to the defense and hope they can put up stat line of zero here in the second half. Seals motions from right to left. Jordan takes the snap. They'll swing it out to Seals. Spins across the 20 and down at the 23-yard line. It's a pickup of six, second down and four. Going to continue to get Deshaun Seals involved in a variety of different ways. 5'7", 155-pound wide out. Jordan, design quarterback run to the right. He will be chopped down there by Cam Wolf. The 24 pickup of a yard, third down and three. Great job by Wolf on that tackle to get low and wrap up and force Jordan to the ground. So, and getting back to my point, Jack, I mean, we talked about how we wanted to see more of Cooper Jordan getting involved. That's a great job by the defense to stop it right in its tracks. Ultimately, you, could, you know it's going to come your way, and you know how elusive of a runner Jordan is. That it's just a simple wrap-up play, and now you force a third down here. Third down and three, chance to force a three and out. Jordan takes a snap, looks to throw, fires left for Seals, high throw caught across the 30. 32, pickup of eight, good for a Golden Ram first down. Wolf was in coverage and was able to trip him up and prevent him from a huge gain. Seals just going across the formation there from right to left on that drag route. Seals is such a threat in the slot. 
the difference. It's just a great, great route by. Handoff up the gut, Jacobs. And he will be wrapped up at the 35, pickup of three. Second and seven. It's been tough sledding for the Golden Rams all day on the ground. As much as they try, it's been tough to get consistent yardage. So far in the day, 12 rushing yards for the Rams. I mean, impressive number to say the least. Jordan, quick out to the right. That's Degree on the catch. Antoine Lloyd immediately there to hit him. Wolf helps force him out of bounds. We'll see where they're spot him. Spot him at the 38-yard line. Pardon me, 39. They'll give him the extra yard. Pick up a four. Looks like they're Third having down a little bit three. of trouble finding where this spot is because he was originally at the 30. The line judge was originally at the 38, then moves up to the 39. So, and if you're Westchester, I mean that's unfortunate with the spot. I mean forward progress had him look like to the 40, bump him back initially two yards, but they give him back one more. Another third down and three attempt coming up here for the Golden Rams. Already three minutes and 15 seconds gone in this third quarter on the opening drive of the second half. Hand off to Jacobs. Fights off a tackle across the 40 to the 45 and wrapped up at the 47. Pickup of eight and another Golden Ram first down. So this is another one of the situations, Jack. I mean, they, Westchester does a, a, a good job on, on third down conversions, converting 41% of the time. Not a, a high number. It's definitely going to go up after today's game. I mean, just looking today specifically, I mean, they're four, four of eight on third down conversions. Yeah. They're doing a, a great job in that department. But for Clitstown, I mean, you, you need to win the third down battle. Seals motions. Fakes the handoff. Jordan looking to throw. Taking a deep shot for Jordan. High. And out of the reach of the big six foot one wide out on the outside. Drew Henser on the coverage I had, Jack. But that's just great coverage downfield. I mean, you're, you're Jordan had some separation, though, and could have got it to him um, from Cooper Jordan to Julian Jordan. And Justin Harris was beat by about, I would say, at least five yards on that play. I mean, thankfully, Henser was, in, was close by to provide some extra coverage. Jordan on the quarterback run across midfield to the 45-40. He's got daylight. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Golden Rams. No flags, a 53-yard touchdown scamper for Cooper Jordan. And that's just the response Westchester was looking for. And that's the problem that Cooper Jordan poses. Give him just a little bit of daylight and he can make you pay for it. Golden Bears team saw that a year ago with over 100 rushing yards and the Westchester win. And he, with his first big rushing play of the day. That's Jordan's fifth rushing touchdown of the season. He is the leader in the rushing department, averaging 45 yards per game. Henry's extra point is good, and the Golden Rams within three. Makes it 13-10 with 10.41 to go in the third quarter. We'll send it to Mitchell Smedley. Thank you, Jack and Josh. That's a game changer. That is a game plan shifter for the Golden Bears. Watching that 53-yard touchdown run from the quarterback. That is, uh, that's soul-crushing because 
if you take take the ball with a 10-point lead, like you talked about at halftime, you can start to look for uh, running the ball and, and clock management and all those sorts of things we talked about in the second half where you're in control of the game. Now it's three-point game. Whole half of football left, anyone's ball game. Now you have to start trying to attack more, and uh, you know we'll see if they go deep. Once again, to try and answer with a big play of their own. That worked in the first half uh, when the game was tight. So look for potentially a deep shot from Novak. Uh, but now, you know, Kutztown not as commanding of a lead, and that's that's a lightning rod of a play there for the Golden Rams. So I'll send it back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. Golden Bears get set to return. Thomas and Ravenel, two return men. Short kick, fair caught by Stephen Burkhart. So Kutztown will take over at the 25 here for their first drive of the second half. See if the Golden Bears can continue to have that big play success that they had on a couple of drives in the first half. Notably the 66-yard touchdown to Ravenel, the 45-yard run for Judd Novak. Both these quarterbacks with the dual threat capabilities, Josh, have had big plays on the ground. As Cooper Jordan just went for a touchdown, and Novak with a 40-plus-yard run earlier in the game. Nightmarish quarterback play for these defenses. That's what Novak and Jordan pose. Takes a snap, quick fires it out for Gibson, just too far out of his reach. Shane Mosley was in the coverage there for Westchester. That's just one of those situations, Jack. We talked about it a little bit earlier and how on target Judd Novak is. Sometimes he does have that tendency to throw the ball over about five, about a five, about one to about five yards. And that's just another one of those situations where he overthrows it. Novak looking to throw. Fires it to his tight end. Husser across the 30. Beautiful throw from Novak, a jump throw. You see the spot here. So it's a 10 yard gain to the 35 for Husser, good for a Golden Bears first down. Looks like they're having a lot of trouble determining where this spot is going to be, Jack. It almost seems like they're starting about three yards ahead of where the spot ultimately is. Then, then moving about two more yards, I, it has to be frustrating at some point for Westchester. Hand off Darrell Davis with the to the left. Gets his way down. <laughs> to the 38. Pickup of three on the handoff. 
So this is something that Kutztown is does normally do. Uh, excuse me. They normally start off with that run, then go to the pass, then go to the pass. Second and seven. Novak, look to throw, taking a deep shot. Ravenel's open, but he threw it just short of him. Ravenel Jr. would have been coasting into the end zone for a touchdown, but a missed opportunity there, and that's a throw Judd Novak wants back. A busted coverage as Ravenel was wide open down the far sideline, but just unable to hook up with his top target. Third and seven from the 38, 9.15 to go in the third. Boy, oh boy, is that disappointing for the Golden Bears, Josh. It's two straight passes that he's off by about five yards, and it's something you need to quickly correct. I mean, he's done a great job through the air today. It's, it's always this third quarter. For some reason, they take off. Third and seven. Novak takes a snap, looks to throw. Evades a sack. He's going to take off and be bumped out of bounds. Right at the line of scrimmage, so no gain. Fourth and seven, and Kutztown will have to punt it away. Nate Millar's had a couple of big punts today. Both have gone for over 50 yards. We'll see if he can get another good punt here and try to pin the Golden Rams deep in their own territory. Seals the return man lined up at the 20. Millard... Boots it away, high punt. Seals will take it from the 21. Makes a couple of men miss, spins out of a tackle, and will be wrestled down at the 27-yard line. That's a return of about six. After that last drive, we're going to send it down to Mitchell Smedley, who I believe is in the vicinity of uh, Craig Reynolds down on this sideline as well. So, Mitch, what do you got for us? Well, Jack, uh, you called it disappointing, and that's absolutely correct. Um, ejecting misfire, miscue on the deep shot. That's what Kutztown tried to do. They tried to answer a big play with a big play, and it was open. And uh, Ravenel coming off of that play, he looked uh, quite dejected, slowly walking, making his way back up the sideline. Uh, he looked upset that his quarterback couldn't put on him for a walk-in touchdown. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. First down and 10 for the Golden Rams on their own 27-yard line. 8.33 to go in the third. Hand off to Seals. He'll be chopped down by Cam Wolf. Great tackle coming off the edge. By the senior linebacker. The Governor Mifflin product. Great play from Cam Wolf. Seals is so dangerous if you let him get in space, but chops him down behind the line of scrimmage. Loss of three. Second down and 13. And this is just another example of Kutztown on defense. There, it's just Wolf is one of those big leaders. He's just so explosive off that off that linebacker position. I mean, it's impressive to say the least. Jordan looks to throw second and thirteen. Rolls out left, evades the sack. Looks to fire up the sideline, incomplete, out of bounds. Seals is the only receiver within the vicinity. There were three Golden Bears. In that area, just past midfield. So for Jordan, luckily got enough to get it out of bounds. Sets up a third and long. Third down and 13. 
third quarter has been problematic this year for Kutztown, Josh. Led 13-3 going into the second half. A long touchdown run from Jordan. Made it 13-10. And this Golden Bear defense trying to get off the field in a favorable spot. Jordan looks to throw. Wilson coming off the edge. Can't get him. Jordan looks to throw over the middle. That's going to be caught by Degree across the 35. We'll see where they spot him close to the line again. He'll be a yard short. And they... That was another generous spot for the Golden Bears. Oh. So a pickup of 12 through the air to Seth Degree, but it's a yard short and the punt unit onto the field for Westchester. And definitely to say the least, just on the on the sideline, you could tell just Bill Swan Sr., the head coach of the Golden Rams, not happy at all. Looked like it could have been a first down, but ultimately not. High punt from Henry Lloyd will call for the fair catch. At the 31-yard line, that is where Kutztown will set up shop. 6.50 to go in the third quarter. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Mitch. 6.50 to go. Golden Bear offense back out onto the field. Hand off on first down. Darrell Davis-McNeil. On the misdirection there. Gets out to the 33. Pickup of two. Cut off Mitch in his last report, unfortunately. So we'll get back to him soon. Absolutely. Second and eight from the 33. KU, their second drive of the second half. Two to Novak's left, one to his right. Quick out to the right for Zabo across the 40. And it'll be wrapped up at the 43. Pickup of 10, good for a Golden Bear first down. And cuts down through the air, they're doing a, a decent job. Uh, what, what I'm starting to notice is those quick, quick check down passes are working a lot better than the, uh, the longer passes that have worked. It looked like on the longer ones, they've only converted about one time, and that was the Ravenel who did score for the touchdown. Novak looks to throw. Deep shot. One-on-one. -on -one. Incomplete. It was Victor Payne in coverage. Good sound silent looking for a call as the throw was intended for Sabo. You could probably tell it wasn't going to be a pass interference because... 
it looked like Coach uh, Jim Clements was agreeing with the call, but just a a night. A nice play uh, by Novak. He put it right where it needed to be. So. Second and 10 from the 43-yard line. Swings it out quickly to Ravenel. Bounces off of a block across the 40, 45, 50. And it'll be chased out of bounds and wrapped up from behind inside the 40 of the Rams. Down at the 36-yard line. That is good enough for a Golden Bear first and 10. And I, and Jack, I mean, that gets back to my previous point. I mean, it's those quick lateral passes, those quick check down passes that have been working. I mean, through so the 20 yard catch and run for Curtis Ravenel Jr. Continues his solid afternoon. Nine for 17 through the air today. So that is over 500 for Novak. Handoff on the ground, Davis left side, 35 30. To the 25, spins out of a tackle, and it'll be knocked down at the 24-yard line. Pickup of 13 and another Golden Bears first down. A solid and steady drive here in the middle portions of this third quarter. And it's a good response. So Westchester, they run right down the field, obviously, with that Cooper Jordan uh, rushing touchdown, and that showed how explosive he could be at any point in time. So not only are you just marching right down the field, but you're also taking a good amount of time off. 3.50 left to play here in quarter number three. So it's important to think that as much time as possible, but you also want to score as well. I mean, you have the lead with three. So if you could turn over to your defense, get a, a, a First big First and stop. 10 at the 24. Novak rolls out right. Fires towards the end zone for Ravenel. Incomplete. Threw it on the run. as it was Shane Mosley in coverage there to help break up that pass. That's just another example, Jack, of the good defense that Westchester does provide. They do a great job in the passing defense, to say the least. I mean, that's just another example why. I mean, that's good coverage downfield. Davis in the backfield to the right of Novak. Two wideouts on the field. They're going to go to the ground. Davis spun down. The 22-yard line. Pickup of two. Third down and eight. 317 and counting here in this third quarter. Kutztown trying to answer back for the score they allowed on the big run to Cooper Jordan. And you got to almost wonder too, Jack, is this field goal territory for Evans and company? Or You're in range, should be in range for Evans. Kicked one from the 20 earlier. That's a 37-yarder. Novak takes a snap. Looks to throw. He's going to step up. Take off, makes a couple men miss to the 15, still on his feet. Down to the 13. 
pickup of nine. And that was good for a first down. Heck of a move from Judd Novak. Looked like he might have been bottled up, but he made a slight cut back to the left to avoid a tackler. And that allowed him to get a couple more yards and plunge for the first down. What an individual effort from the quarterback on that play. Just was unsure of the spot, whether it would be good enough for first down, but it was. Judd Novak just has that ability to get those tough runs. So elusive in open space and yeah. a tough runner as well when he gets downhill. He's so elusive, and he met, and he showed why on that last play. I mean, everyone was coming towards that middle, and he knew he just needed five, and he got it. Takes a snap. Steps up. And he's going to get wrapped up and sacked down at the 17-yard line. Loss of four on the play. And with 130 in change, 130 left to play here in quarter number three, excuse me. I mean, good sense doing a good job with taking a lot of time off the clock. But at this point, you are you were in the red zone after that sack. I mean, Kutztown just needs... Needs to get some points on the board. I mean, it's... Kutztown, already mentioned in the conference, ranked ninth, converting with points 22 out of their last 27 attempts in the red zone. Second and 14. 52 seconds to go in the third quarter. Fakes the handoff. They'll swing it out to Ravenel. Gets inside 10, or they're going to say he got... Bumped out of bounds at the 10. Pickup of seven. It's going to make it third and seven here for KU. Clock stops at 47 seconds to go in the third quarter. Now with the 10, barring a sack, you're comfortably in Dawson Evans' range here. Yeah, no doubt about it. This is good enough range for Dawson Evans, but 24 on the shot clock. 34 on the play clock, so they do have to run one more play before it's the end of the third quarter. 25 seconds and counting. Three wide receivers on the field. Ravenel, Gibson, and Sasbo. Just gets the snap off. Fires it underneath. Incomplete. Spiked it short as Ravenel and Gibson were both Going over the middle of the field. So with 11 seconds to go in the third quarter, Evans in the field going it onto the field for his third attempt of the day, two for two. Evans has made field goals from 37 and 38 yards today. Snap is up. Oh, excuse me, no good. The snap was good. The hold was good. The kick was no good, though, from Evitz. Wow. That's a big mistake. Big bro. miss for Evitz there with six seconds to go in the third quarter. Kutztown was unable to tack on. Looked like a Golden Ram might have jumped off sides. Not penalized. And Evans' field goal is no good. So that's a huge break for Westchester. Despite all the time that Kutztown took off on that drive, unable to turn it in any points. That's a, a prime opportunity for the Golden Rams here to drive down and possibly tie this thing up or take the lead. So more than likely only have time for one play in this third quarter. That's one of those situations. You need to get some type of points on the board. I mean, 
it just comes down to you need to score. Jordan, quarterback run. Across the 25 to the 30, he will be content with going out of bounds. The 32-yard line, pickup of 12. Good for a first down, and that will take us to the end of the third quarter. Your score, Kutztown 13, Westchester 10 in this tight fight between rivals. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley. Thank you very much, Jack. That third quarter curse lives on for this Golden Bears team. Um, really just a, a frustrating quarter in a lot of ways. It capped off by that missed field goal at the end there on a day that, um, you know, KU kickers themselves said was perfect for kicking the football. No wind, um, no rain, nothing like that. He just just missed it. But uh, Coach Clemens has been irate along the sideline uh, this whole drive, that whole last offensive drive. Uh, there was a pass interference in the end zone that he was absolutely livid, was not called. Um, he's been he's been screaming his head off for the better part of this uh, whole third quarter. The uh, referee is really getting on his nerves. There's several calls. Uh, one where Novak was running with the football, and he felt uh, he was taking unnecessary hits. He thought the whistle should have been blown. He was yelling at the refs to blow it, and uh, finally they did. But he's been unhappy uh, for a while. Now you find yourself in a tight game with a defense needing to stand up, and they have today. They've played well. Guys like Lloyd have come up with sacks at the right times. You know, a couple key plays. They're looking for some more as uh, Westchester has already begun this drive. Like you said, it can tie or take the lead here in the early stages of the fourth quarter. Coming down to the wire here in Westchester. Send it back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. 45 minutes down, 15 to go from Farrell Stadium on the campus of Westchester University. Golden Bears trying to round out a undefeated Eastern Division slate of play. Handoff. Jacobs, he will be wrapped up. And not to mention too, Jack, if they were to win today, this would be the second time in four years that they would be undefeated in conference play. Loss of a yard on the play on the carry by Jacobs, second and 11. It is a good point, Josh. 2021, they went undefeated 7-0 in Eastern Division play, trying to have the same faith this year. They started the year 0-2, losses to Cal U and Assumption. But have won seven straight, and they're going to make it eight in a row against their rivals here. Jordan fakes the throw, takes off across the 35. Wolf cuts him down at the 37-yard line. Five yards on the carry for Cooper. Third down and six for the Golden Rams. And at this point, it's every drive matters, right? It's coming down to the wire. You can't take a drive off. Kutztown needs to get off the field, get their offense back on the field. They do have some momentum that they build up from the last drive, but you just need to get off the field if you're the Golden Bears defense. Put your offense back on the field. Third and six, three wide receivers on the field. Jordan takes a snap. He's got time, fires, caught across the 45 to midfield. Stays on his feet and stays in bounds inside the 40 as it was Raheem Bowens who hasn't been involved a whole lot this afternoon, but he makes a big play there. Somehow kept his feet in bounds on the sideline as he leaned back to avoid a tackle. I can't believe he stayed on his feet. That was impressive to say the least. But that's a situation you need to have a conversation with Jalen DeVos and say, look, he's not down. You need to keep playing until the whistle. 
So it was a 24-yard gain for Bowens, first and 10 from the Golden Bears 39-yard line. Three wide receivers all to the right, it's Degree. Seals as the pass is caught by Degree inside the 35. 12.30 left to play in quarter number four, so it's it's coming down to the wire now. Could sound Pickup of seven there, second and three. So Kutztown really does need to get a stop here. You, Even if you give up three, tie the game, that's better than giving up six. That's the start of this fourth quarter. This Golden Rams offense has been efficient. 24-yard catch and run for Raheem Bowens has been the big play on this drive. Kept it alive on a third and six. You have three minutes down in this fourth quarter. Jordan fires, caught by Seals inside the 30, 25, and he will slip down. Gain of nine for Seals and another Westchester first down. Seals has been involved a whole lot today. And he and Jordan and company are doing a great job with just turning a lot of time. Jordan steps up. Inside the 20, 15, inside the 10, out of bounds at the 8-yard line. Maybe the 7-yard line. It looks like it is the 7. So a 16-yard run for Cooper Jordan going to put the Golden Rams inside the 10. His rushing capabilities have really taken off in this second half and have really been put on display in the gun. Three wideouts on the field. Jordan, designed run inside the five. To the four, pickup of three there on first and goal. And with 11 minutes left to play in the fourth quarter, I think it's now more than ever they need to stop. Just It's been tough sledding here for this Golden Bears defense on this drive. Cooper Jordan on the ground, that big pa pass play to Bowens. Jordan, they're going to be wrapped up for a loss. Great job. Brandon Heil there gets home for the loss. Back to the seven-yard line, a loss of three. Going to be third down and goal here for the, the Golden Rams. And we've seen this in the Lockhaven game where Lockhaven got down to the seven and Kutztown did not give up a yard, to say the least. And can Kutztown do this one more time? Degree and seals the receivers to Jordan's left. Raheem Bowens, the lone receiver to the right. field. Five minutes and counting gone in this fourth quarter. Jordan looks to throw. Out left. Floats it to the end zone. Caught by Bowens. Touchdown Westchester with 9.49 to play. And the Golden Rams take the lead. Jordan felt the pressure. Rolled out left and floated it beautifully to the back of the end zone. To Raheem Bowens for the touchdown. And for the first time today Westchester has the lead. Thank you. 
And not to mention, too, this is the first time Kutztown has let their opponent get a lead since about two months ago, I would say, Jack. Extra point is up and through. 17-13 Westchester, Josh. First time an opponent has led over Kutztown since East Stroudsburg on September 30th. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you very much, Jack. This is rare territory for Kutztown, like you just mentioned. Last time they trailed was September 30th, and here we are in the late stages of this one. Chunk plays killing the Golden Bears defense. The bend but don't break just broke. And uh, that third goal, nice pass, you know, nothing you can really say about that. He did it with his legs. He did it with his arm all the way down the football field. And now Kutztown finds themselves needing a big drive of their own going back the other way. We'll see if they can get one going. We'll see if they uh, can have some fair officiating, I think is what Doug Clemens wants most right now. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. Scoring drive, 10 plays, 80 yards. Took up 5 minutes, 17 seconds. And Jack, I just want to make a note quick. This was a situation that Kutztown was in two years ago, trailing with nine, about 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. They marched down right down the field, Jerome Cap with the touchdown, and defense got one stop. That gave the Golden Bears the win. So can Kutztown do this now two years out of, out of the last three? We shall see Henry's kick. It's a pooch kick. And he fair caught at the 17 by Ravenel. It'll put him out at the 25 to start. And we'll see if Judd Novak and this Golden Bears offense has a response in him. You don't need to go into panic mode here if your cut's down. Only down by four. Time to play. But you have to be tactical with every drive. Every possession meaning that much more at this stage of the game. This is a situation that Kutztown hasn't been in that often, but the, the real question is, do they bend or do they break? Can Jed Novak come up with one of the biggest possessions of the day, not only of the day, but of the season? First down and 10, Davis on the run. Fights his way forward. Pick up a four to the 29-yard line. Second down and six. And, you, and with this drive as well, you need to churn off as much time as possible. You also have to score. That's that's the most important thing. Three will not do it. A touchdown will. Ravenel, Gibson, and Zazbo, there's three receivers on the field. Novak, design quarterback run. Cross the 30. And he will be spotted at the 31, pickup of two, third down and four for Kutztown with under nine minutes to play. This is a must-convert time. You cannot afford to get a – you need to keep your offense on the field. You have no other option. You need to convert. Offense needs to stay on the field. There's no other option at this point. Husser and Ravenel to the left of Novak. It's Gibson and Zazbo to the right. Novak looks to throw, fires over the middle. Gibson caught, 45-40, 35-30, 25-20, 15-10-5. Touchdown, Golden Bears. 
69 yards from Akai Gibson. The big play capability. And strikes like, again. And just like that, they can strike just as quickly. The defense has struggled in this second half. But it's Judd Novak and his leadership. Only a redshirt freshman. He can step up like that big time. In situations that they need him the most, he can do it. And I think that's what makes him the type of quarterback that he is. He steps up when they need him the most. And he doesn't know how he could step up. He just does it. Makai Gibson has been the big play receiver all year long for these Golden Bears. And he does it again. 20-17. KU ahead with 8.14 to go. We'll send it to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. As soon as Gibson caught that ball, the sideline erupting. They all knew it immediately that that was a house call. Well, if you like 66 earlier in the game, 69 is even better right now. 69 yards to the house for Makai Gibson. That was beautiful to watch. Kutztown back in front. Just a demoralizing play for Westchester. You have to think that was a third down conversion right there. Uh, they had a chance to get their offense back on the field and start killing this clock. Maybe only give uh, Kutztown one more opportunity to even see the field. But now the script has been flipped once again. Kutztown in front. Now their defense looks for that one stop. Get the offense back on the field. Start running the football. Drain some clock. Not necessarily Westchester's final gasp on this drive, but you do have to start counting possessions. You don't know how many times you're going to touch the football from this point forward. Could be only once or twice. So we'll see how they run this uh, crucial offensive drive. Back up to you guys. Three plays, 75 yards, one minute and 35 seconds is the time taken on that last drive, and it's that quick strike ability. Saw it in the first half. Ravenel, the 66-yard touchdown. Gibson there with a 69-yarder. Kickoff taken. The one out across the 15. 20 to the 25, 30. 35, 40. 45 midfield to the 45, stays in bounds inside the 40 to the 37. A flag is down behind the play, though, so it looks like the big return will be coming back for Westchester. Flag is thrown at the 25-yard line. Holding on Westchester, that is going to be... Assessed to number 74. That's Chris Treshock, the offensive lineman. So the big return, Jack, like you said, quickly erased. And Kutztown, dare I say, gets bailed out. I would say so. Back to the 15 now is where the Golden Rams will start instead of inside the Golden Bears. 40 completely changes things on this drive. But what a play. I mean, these redshirt freshmen on offense for Kutztown, Novak to Gibson. They've been so dynamic all year for big plays through the air. And they do it once more. Jordan throws over the middle to the tight end. Thatcher Miller, first time we're calling his name in the second half. It's a pickup of seven of the 22, second down and three. And this is a drive that defense needs to step up step up and make a big stop. I mean, you can't let Cooper Jordan and company march back down the field. I mean, it's you can't afford it. And I want to go back to the touchdown catch from Gibson real quick. I mean, he was right over the middle of the field, caught it, and he was gone. Jordan. 
takes a snap, steps up, looking to run, dives to the 26-yard line. It's going to be good for four yards and a goal and a ramp first down. You're just at a, at a point in time, Jack. You can't give up. You can't give up drives like this. You can't afford it. Westchester here, you want to just take off as much time as you can. You only need a field goal. Or if you get a touchdown and take the lead, leave Kutztown with little time to go. Jordan looks right. And he's going to get sacked. It was Freddie Redder in there on the sack. Looked like Brandon Heil got home too, but Kutztown a big sack, loss of 12. Second and 22 from the 14. 6.30 left to go in the fourth quarter. That is exactly what the doctor ordered. A big time sack that puts the Rams back at the 15 yard line. Now you, now you need a lot, 22 yards to get the first. Jordan steps up, makes a cut, and he is gonna be tripped up at the 17-yard line. Pickup of three and a long third and 19 with 5.57 to go and counting here for Westchester. Prime opportunity for the Golden Bears defense to get a stop. If you could get offense back on the field, that does a lot of good. That turns it back over to your offense, who has all the momentum right now. It's three wide receivers on the field. Jordan to throw. He's going to spin away from a sack. Fires a pass that was batted incomplete there by Earl Voles. And it'll be a fourth and 19. And Sean Henry and the punt team out of the field. 5.27 to play. And a chance for Kutztown to really chew off this clock with the rushing attack when they get the football back on the punt. It'll be Lloyd and Thomas, the return men, set up. And Jack, I don't know if you saw that on that last play. I thought there might have been a, a hold on our near side. I don't know if you saw that or if that was just me. but Definitely aided, definitely could have aided uh, why Jordan didn't get sacked there. Henry boots it away. Lloyd calls to the fair catch at his own 44, and that's where Kutztown will take over. 5.21 to go. We'll send it to Mitchell Smedley. Thank you, Jack. On that defensive stand, not just the Kutztown fans in full throat, but the Kutztown offense standing up on the sideline in full volume, cheering on their defensive counterparts. Um, on that play where the sack happened, uh, before that even started, some of his teammates were yelling, Get some, Fred. Get some, Fred. And Fred got it. So he, he made that play. Uh, big time sack. Walter 12 killed that drive. And now Seth cuts down up with a great opportunity to go win the football game. Back up to you guys. Good, good, good. First and 10. They're going to give Lloyd the fair catch at the 45. Handoff Daryl Davis McNeil. Cross midfield. Fights his way down to the 46 yard line of Westchester. Pickup of nine on first down. And an injured Golden Ram on the field. That's number 56. That is going to be... No, that's going to be Nate Desmond, number 55. An injury timeout, timeout with 5.07 to go as the 
Training staff will come out to take a look at him. For Kutztown here, though, got to continue to be able to pound the rock. I think great start to the drive. Daryl Davis with the nine-yard run. Already got them into Westchester territory. This is what you got to be able to do. Play smash mouth physical football. Control the line of scrimmage for the next five minutes and seven seconds. And you get out of here with another narrow victory. Get the outright Eastern Division title as it's good to see Desmond on his feet and walking off the field under his own power. Apologies on the number. It almost looked like it could have been a five or a six as, this, at the, as the second number. But that is Nate Desmond. Good to see him walking off on his own power. But, yeah, Jack, getting back to your point, I mean, it, it's just... It, it goes back to the general point of do they bend or do they break. And, I mean, Kutztown... The 46 of Westchester. If Kutztown is able to hang on and win this game, they win the East title outright, going 7-0 in East play. Already guaranteed themselves a PSAC title game appearance for the second time in three seasons. Back to Daryl Davis McNeil. Fights his way inside the 45 to the 44. Pickup of two, and that's going to be good for a first down. And it's just keeping the clock moving, keeping the chains moving, just taking off as much time as possible. Even if you get a field goal out of this drive, that secures a win in my in my opinion I think just some type of points on the board is what you need and if the run game through McNeil works then it works ten on the play clock under four minutes to play high snap taken given to Daryl Davis McNeil Fights his way inside the 40, getting the push forward. Down to the 35-yard line. A pickup of nine there as the big physical push from the offensive line gave him a couple of extra yards. Looks like he was bottled up right around the 39 or 38, but that extra push got him right around three more yards. That's huge on first and 10. Sets up a second and short with under three and a half to play. It's the men in the trenches that are doing amazing work, Jack. I mean, just a great job by your offensive line to give you that extra push, give you those nine yards, keeps the clock moving, and ultimately keeps the chains moving exactly what you want on this type of situation. Looking at the sideline with the play clock situation, you can get it to under three minutes before you snap the football on the second down and short. Darrell Davis-McNeil. Fights his way forward. Another two-yard gain on a second and one, and that's going to be another first down. Cuts down executing the strategy of running the football and chewing off time to a T. Getting to a second and short and just getting enough yardage to get the first down. But the great thing about getting nine on first down, A, keeps the clock rolling. They don't have to reset the chains, obviously, and stop the clock until under two minutes to go and a half. So if you got it anyway in state of balance, it would continue to roll, but I mean, it's just perfect because it sets up a second and short, and you see what they've done the last two times. Two-yard runs, good for first downs. And Ten gotta, on the play clock, 2.16 on the game clock. And you got to wonder, when does Bill Zwan Sr., the head coach for the Rams, when does he use this timeout? When, do, when does he think it's necessary? Novak, design quarterback run is going to be wrestled down. 
for no gain. So with 2.03 to go, Josh Westchester decides to take their first time out of the half. So we're starting to see when they're using the timeouts. Not a whole lot of time left to play here in this one. Second down and 10 it'll be. I definitely here, you got to be able to get, I think, right around five or more yards puts you in a comfortable spot. I definitely think with 203, that is the appropriate time to call your first timeout. I mean, just it doesn't leave you with much time to get back the ball. And play. It's not field goal range for Ebbets, but it's also not definite punting situation either. It's it's a weird dynamic. I think if it's a long enough third down, I would try a pooch bunt, just try to get him as far back as they can, you know as you can. But if it's a fourth and short, you know inside the twenty, or in, excuse me, inside the thirty. You now let's say it's. I would say that it's where they're at three from the twenty-six. Then you're going to have a decision to keep the offense out on the field or kick the field goal. We'll see how these next couple of downs play out. 2.03 to go. 20-17, to Kutztown. Two to timeouts to go for Westchester. And not to mention, Dawson Evitz did miss his last field goal. So do you go with Evitz? That's the question. Novak in the gun. Hand off Daryl Davis-McNeil to the left. Fights off a tackle. Inside the 30. Down to the 29-yard line. The Golden Rams will call their second charge timeouts. They have one remaining. It'll be a third down and six from the 29 with 1.56 to go. We're going to quickly send it down to Mitchell Smedley for his thoughts on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, the rhetoric down here on the sideline, a lot of just pound the football, finish this thing off, guys. But worth noting, one more first down will end this game the way the clock works out the way they only have one more timeout. One more first down. If you gain six yards in these next two plays, this game's over. So, uh, And this, I think, would be in field goal range, by the way, just from how they're talking on the sideline. This would be field goal range. getting loud. Biggest down of the game. Cuts down how close you have to get for it to be, you know, they have the ability to go for it on fourth down. Third and six. Hand off Daryl Davis to the left. It's on the 25 to the 20. And that's going to be good enough for a first down. Daryl Davis McNeil to the 14 yard line. A run of 15 yards and a Golden Bears first down. Exactly what you needed. I mean, it was, you're, it was in that no man's land zone where it's not long enough. You possibly know that Evitz would not have made it, but it's just another great run by McNeil, and he steps up once again. And he did run out of bounds, so it does stop the clock 145. So that was a favor to the Golden Rams, but. Still, nonetheless, a great play. Don't 
And the three. Handoff, Daryl Davis McNeil up the middle and into the end zone for the touchdown. A 14-yard touchdown run for Daryl Davis McNeil. Could very well be the dagger here with 1.41 to go. An extra point will make it a 10-point lead. What a drive for Daryl Davis McNeil, the graduate student running back for the Golden Bears. A 15-yard run on a third and six and a 14-yard touchdown run right up the gut to tack on to Kutztown's lead. Snap good, hold good, extra point is up. It is through 27-17. Westchester has to move swiftly when they get the football back. We're going to send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline with the Golden Bears having a 10-point lead. Thank you, Jack. All's well that ends well, right? Looked a little shaky there in the fourth quarter, but now Kutztown nursing a double-digit lead thanks to a couple hefty, hefty spikes of the football by Daryl Davis McNeil um, after that first down run. Uh, he spiked it so hard it rolled all the way over to me and the chain gang. We got that figured out, though. Got it back in play just in time for him to get into the end zone. What a beautiful Beautiful drive for McNeil. Um, that was really the Daryl Davis McNeil show on that final drive. All the big plays, they went his way, and uh, he delivered time and time again. That's how you close out a football game. Coaching staff very happy with his performance today. Um, they were very congratulatory over on the sideline. And uh, one other big note, talking with the uh, some of the trainers, um, they mentioned injury-free today, and that's a big deal going into a big game next week. Injury-free um, as of you know, most of the way through that fourth quarter just a couple minutes ago. So that is huge for this team going forward. This game was awesome. What a tune-up. We were worried about the passing game. Passing game showed up, and they closed out perfectly. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. 141 to go. Golden Bears getting set to boot it away. And it's a big break for Westchester as Millard's kick's going to go out of bounds and give them an additional 10 yards of field position. So they'll start at the 35-yard line. And getting back to Vicious uh, Point, always a good sign when no injuries on the Golden Bears sideline. 141 left to play, so not fully in the clear, but 141 left to play. Definitely... Something could happen, but we definitely hope the best, Jack. But a, a, definitely a, a big break for the Golden Rams. That's a conversation that Nate Ballard. First and 10 from the 35. As Cooper Jordan and the Golden Rams have a miracle in them. Cuts down trying to cap off an undefeated season in Eastern Division play. They'll go to Seals across the 40 to the 45, and he will dive down at the 47. And remember the clock. Well, they will give him the 48. Pardon me. Pickup of 13, good for a Golden Ram first down. 90 seconds to go. Jordan takes the snap. Fires down the far side. That's caught. That seals again. Jordan with a great throw into a tight window. Just uh, 
exactly what Westchester needs. They're they're doing it right here, and with 123 left to play, they're they're only about. Jordan to throw. Steps up. He is going down. And there's a flag. It was Braden flying. Coleman gets home and gets the sack with 115 to play. So that big catch from Seals that got him down to the 34. Taking away 80 yards of that. Looks like it's going to be an unsportsmanlike conduct on the Golden Rams because it did look like couldn't catch the number. Golden Ram did shove a Kutztown defender. So interesting call here that could determine the outcome of today's game. So Westchester is going to call their final timeout with 1.15 to go. It's going to be a second and 18. 1.15 left to play, and Westchester does indeed call their last timeout of today's action. Seals has been big on this drive. For Westchester, I, continue, I expect them to continue to go his way. He's got seven catches for 72 yards on the afternoon. And you've got to almost wonder, Jack. Jordan takes a snap, fires. Caught by Degree at the 31, and it'll go out of bounds there. 110 left to play, and a... Big third down upcoming for the Golden Rams. And at this point, pickup of 11 for degree, third down and seven, 70 seconds to go. You got to wonder, does the Golden Rams go for it on fourth down? At this point, 110 left to play. You have, you have to, go. to go for it. Yeah. Third and seven for the Golden Rams. Jordan, pressured by Voles, gets out of a sack, steps up, and he's going to be wrapped up there. Brandon Heil, a big-time tackle in space at the 32-yard line. So it's going to be a loss of a yard, fourth down and eight, 55 seconds of counting, and you got to move here if you're Westchester. Down seconds. by 10, 50 seconds left. 45 to go and counting. you got to wonder, is this Jordan a Hail Mary? takes a snap, floats it down the sideline, incomplete. Almost picked off by Drew Henzer, but a turnover on downs with 38 seconds to go. And with a couple of kneel downs, Kutztown will be 8-2, 7-0 in Eastern Division play, and outright Eastern Division champions. The beast of the East. Once again, Jack, two out of the past three years, they take care of business. Jim Clements has brought stability, a fantastic culture, and consistent winning to this Golden Bears program. It's a winning tradition. One of the top contenders in the Eastern Division year in and year out. And 38 seconds away from 7-0, an undefeated slate of Eastern Division play. An incredible turnaround. 0-2 to start the year. You think a team might panic in that situation. A new quarterback in Judd Novak, but none of that from this team. Too much experience on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, they have great playmakers with Ravenel and Gibson. They turned a corner. They figured it out. And after the win at, against Mercyhurst in their home opener, they never looked back. 
And that's exactly what they needed. Yes, Josh. Absolutely. It's exactly what they needed. You can't look at the past two games you lost. It's always looking ahead. You're never out of it after after week three. You're, you just need to get some wins going. And that's exactly what Kutztown did. And it helped in part thanks to that Mercyhurst game. But I think what really helped the most was that Shepard game. That 20-3 victory did so much for this team. It proved a lot of points. The biggest one saying that Kutztown is not out of the race. And they never will be. And I think Kutztown just... It wasn't a season that we expected. And I think it's important to say the least that Kutztown, they were never out of it. They were still in it. And Judd Novak and company still had something up their sleeve to ultimately pull out. That's seven straight right there, man. That's seven. That's actually eight straight. Eight straight, Jack. Kutztown was projected to finish second in the Eastern Division in the preseason poll. A big-time win over Shepard in Week 4, 20-3 on the road. They set the tone early. They sent a message to the conference that this team did not come to mess around. They had championship aspirations on their mind. They weren't, were not going to let an 0-2 start deter them from their goals because those losses were out of conference. They, they had everything that they wanted to achieve this year still in the realm of possibility even after those first two losses. And they have come to play week in and week out the sense of focus, the sense of great preparation, no matter what obstacles have been thrown in their way, uh, they've been able to respond to the adversity, continue to move forward, stay strong, and stand tall through every challenge. Um, and what, That's what's gotten, that gotten them to this point. An eight-game winning streak, 8-2, and 7-0 and in Eastern Division play, outright Eastern Division champs for the second time in three seasons. And next week, they have a chance to claim the PSAC title for the second time in three seasons against the very same team they beat in 2021, Slippery Rock. Eerily similar, Josh. The way they pulled this game out, too, similar to the way they won here against Westchester a couple years ago, go down in the fourth quarter and have to respond with a touchdown and stand tall defensively at the end. Very, very similar finishes. 27-17, your final. What a win. This rivalry game did not disappoint. Kutztown, outright Eastern Division champs. Has a certain ring to it when you exactly. say it, it. It gives a sense of pride that you you lose your first two and then you take eight straight. It just it feels feels amazing. That's all I gotta say. I mean to see this team progress from such a a struggling team in those first two weeks, and we thought we would have a long season on our hands. We still might have a long season on our hands, but in a different type of way because Kutztown, they're going to the PSAC Championship next week. Can't wait, Jack. Unbelievable. Just just getting me excited thinking about it already. Despite yeah. us being a week out from the game, so exciting for this Golden Bears football team. Let's take a deep dive into our postgame now with the stats. Judd Novak, great game for him. 11 of 21, 218 yards, two touchdowns. His stat line obviously inflated by a couple of big plays. The 66-yard touchdown to Ravenel Jr. The 69-yard touchdown to Makai Gibson. But that big play capability was out in full force today, Josh, for this Golden Bears offense. I think it's a great sign going into the PSAC title game to know that your offense can still get those big hitters through the pass. And on the ground, 
when they need to, when you need to be able to play bully ball and go up against a tough physical front defensively, they can do that. They can play ball and, you know, go to bat. Daryl Davis with all, especially on that last drive. Third and six, 15-yard run to get a first down. And then a 14-yard touchdown run the very next play. Huge, huge plays out of these running backs at the end to seal the game and, and win it for KU. Absolutely. And, I, I mean, it was it was just putting Kutztown in those tough situations that they needed to come out with with one more stop and they they could they could do it and I mean not to mention too I mean the offense it just always seemed like they were never out of it it always seemed like Judd Novak he just looked a lot more comfortable you could tell and not only this game but the past two games he looked a lot more comfortable than he has at any point this season to be honest but he it just the offense looked different I don't know if you could tell that they looked different they looked more Champ- explosive. They looked more championship game ready. They looked they looked ready for battle, and they showed why here today. It was a more polished product on both fronts, passing and rushing. Last week, they really did it on the ground against Millersville. Today, it was a balanced attack with the rush and the pass. I think this is a great game. Josh uses a springboard going into championship uh, game weekend against Slippery Rock. A very formidable foe coming into town. So, so excited for that game going to be an incredible atmosphere at Andre Reed Stadium. That'll be a noon kickoff for the Golden Bears seeking their second PSEC championship in three years with this cast of characters. Unbelievable what this team has done. The consistent success that this program has had with some new faces put in at some critical spots. Judd Novak, the redshirt freshman quarterback, did not look phased in the key parts of the game today. Late in the fourth quarter, delivered that big play to Makai Gibson. Defense continues to do what they do, Josh. Absolutely, and they come up big in these big-time situations that ultimately win them games, and it's just preparing them ever so closely for that PSAC championship game, which is next week, and it's just preparing themselves every week, not only as a team, but it's preparing them as a team mentally and also, too, just it's preparing them for the championship game, but Learning more about each other, I think, is the most important thing that they're doing, and ultimately, it's it's something that they need, to say the least. Yes, it is, Josh. An overall great game for Kutztown today. Your final score from Farrell Stadium, Kutztown at 27, Westchester 17. We will be back next weekend at Andre Reed Stadium for Championship Saturday between Kutztown in the East and Slippery Rock from the West. For Mitchell Smedley and Josh Wittu, this is Jack Heim saying so long and enjoy the rest of your weekend.